0: Hey everybody, I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Cindy.
0: And you're listening to Resident Awfuls, a A horror horror movie podcast. podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to part two of your zombie apocalypse double feature coming at you from the end of the world.
1: Yeah, and this time it's my turn to pick.
0: And I am fucking pissed about it. Yeah, because we did a flip script. We did. I should have. This is going to go down in history As Cindy's pick, and I, oh, it fucking makes me so mad. This should have been my movie. Yeah,
1: because, you know, usually I pick the serious movies. He picks the stupidest movies ever. But when I pick movies that are dumb, they're good movies.
0: Don't fucking rub. Look, I was, I talked about it last week or maybe the week before that, about um, handing the guy the stickers at the nerd store while I was wearing my Return of the Living Dead shirt. And lo and
1: behold, that was my inspiration of my pick. (laughs) was the shirt that i bought you. Jesus. That was a gift to him by the way. So
0: It was, but this just should have been my fucking pick because like we said, it's Return of the Living Dead, the 1985 classic and dare i say it, another amazing and very near perfect horror movie.
1: Yeah, this movie is I hadn't seen this in like forever and I told then I don't even really really think i actually seen it before, but i know of it.
0: Well, it's like if you see it when you're young, though, in passing on TV, you might not remember it all. You know what I mean? It's like watching it for the first time all over again.
1: I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. It made me laugh. It had some good spots. There were some spots that I was like, what the fuck? But still, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, that's the whole point. That's the reason we have the what the fuck moment of the week.
1: Yeah. So before we go into details of this uh, movie... We'd just like to say thank you guys for joining us once again.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And we hope all you dads out there had a great uh, Father's Day yesterday. Yeah. We did mention that uh, on the last episode, but we didn't properly wish you a happy happy birthday. (laughs) Of course we didn't, because I don't know if it's your fucking birthday.
1: If it it is, happy birthday. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday to all of you people whose birthday might be today. Why do
1: you sing? (laughs)
0: Because. Uh, Why? Because I'm uncomfortable and it's the only thing I can think of.
1: God dang it. (laughs) So yeah, happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day at that.
0: Absolutely. And we hope you guys have enjoyed the last episode. And then this episode, Ah, it's a fucking great episode. I mean, it really is a great double feature.
1: Because I picked this episode. Well, no, I mean, just
0: both of them. Both of them, critically acclaimed, absolutely beloved. Ah, yeah. Just two great fucking movies. I didn't have to watch a descent or a conjuring You
1: picked that shit.
0: Or a goddamn ghost ship or human centipede, and we can blame that on the creepers. Yep. <laughs> but see how yeah. none
1: of the ones I picked were actually on that
0: list. Right. It wasn't Wolf Cup. Oh my
1: God, don't even mention that monstrosity to me.
0: Just wait until Wolf Cop 2. Oh my God. Another Anyways, Wolf Cop. Anyways,
1: <laughs> so yeah, thank y'all for joining us. We love every single one of y'all. We appreciate y'all. We just want y'all to know that you're right in our hearts.
0: You are. You are inside of my big, fat, cholesterol-filled heart, and I love you.
1: What the fuck? When did you get that from the doctor?
0: Well, that's why they had me on Lipitor. Oh, my God. Okay, anyways,
1: <laughs> going back anyway, to the
0: freaking show. <laughs> but, yeah, seriously, guys, though, we couldn't do this without you. Like I've said a million times, it would literally just be us talking to each other, which we have been doing for 16 fucking years. So. 17. Oh, Almost, almost
1: 17. Almost 17. Don't Next rush month. it yet.
0: I thought I forgot our anniversary <laughs> real quick. But, yeah, no, almost 17 years of talking to each other. It's nice to talk to you people. It really yep. is. Well,
1: so let's get into Dan's little facts over here.
0: Oh, now it's Dan's facts. Do I get a, a song? Oh, no, I mean. Dun, 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 dun. Time for my facts.
1: Now let's get into the cast and crew with Dan.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, like we said, guys, the movie is Return of the Living Dead, an awesome comedy horror from 1985 that really spoofed hard on Romero's movies. And I'm there's a reason why. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm afraid to say, but they they did a really great job. Like this is like Spaceballs level awesome. If you're gonna make a parody, this is the way to do it. So the cast here, fantastic. Don't cast. don't don't
1: forget the director and writer this time, please. <laughs> I
0: I didn't write that down. I have it for you. <laughs> okay, thank you. No, yeah, no. I was so excited, and it's really great too when you get to watch some of these classic movies. When you go up and you're looking up the cast and none of these people look the same. Yeah. I saw shit. a picture of Trash Now and i was like, oh, I'm so glad I don't ever have to see your really old boobs ever again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, this movie was written, well, the story was written by Rudy Reese and John A. Russo and also Russell Striner. It took three of them, three of them to do this.
1: Hey, it was great though uh,
0: it was like i said this is mel brooks level stuff here this is good and it was directed by dan o'bannon
1: dan o'bannon
0: right dude i wish i had like an irish last. well i mean i have an irish last name <laughs> but saying, but, but i too. wish i had an irish last name that had an o on it so everybody could just call me dan o that would be so fucking great
1: i just call you dan dan
0: yeah that's dan dan the crybaby man she said that to dan, me many times no i
1: do not i say dan dan the lady man <laughs> that is from well. bring it on
0: <laughs> anyway let's talk about the amazing folks that were in this movie uh we got tom matthews playing freddie james Karen as frank clue gulliger as bert don kalfa as ernie brian peck as scuzz lanae quigley as trash beverly randolph as tina Jewel Shepard as Casey, John Philbin as Chuck, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Spider, and I know I've seen him in other stuff yeah, before, Yeah, he's right? a great actor. And I think he's the only one who's gone on to do really amazing things. And uh, Mark Venturini as Suicide.
1: Yeah, he was also in um, Scooby-Doo.
0: Which, oh yeah, he was, he was the one with the dead Anuki beast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. I love him in this movie. I actually, I love him in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. I know I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, we love this movie. I love this movie. I was worried Cindy wouldn't love this movie, but she loved this movie. Yes, I did. We know you guys are going to love this movie, but did the internet love this movie? I think they did. The fucking internet loved this movie, okay? We're talking 91% certified fresh with the sticker and everything. Yep, They fucking love Critics loved it because it's so fucking good. But, you know, the audience, 79%. But still, it's popping. Yeah. It is popping at 79%. IMDB gave it a 7.3 out of 10. A little low for my taste, but all right. 66% on Metacritic. Now, I'd like to say, you are on thin fucking ice, Metacritic.
1: Stop going after people. You're nobody.
0: I don't have to be somebody. Yes, you do. This is the greatest show that no one listens to. And one day... When I rule the world. And
1: Metacritic, Metacritic's going to be like, who the fuck is this? Dude? Get the fuck <laughs> right. out of here.
0: One day they'll build a statue to me in this town. Well,
1: don't start posing for it yet. <laughs> All right.
0: You're saying my apples aren't what they ought to be? No. Oh, my God. Jesus, <laughs> help me. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, Metacritic, come on. Get with the fucking program. And Google users, my brethren, gave this a 4.6 out of 5. Nice. It is really well received in some places, and fuck Metacritic.
1: Oh, my Jesus. Still?
0: Still. But yeah, that's how it goes, man. And I am really excited. I'm usually not, but for both episodes this week, I've been really excited to get into the worlds because we did on the last show realize that the world is involved in this. Thank you guys so much.
1: The Mm -hmm. world's
0: favorite segment. Cindy's fun facts.
1: One day we're going to change that song for We are never going to fucking change <laughs> no, it. No, for real, we're going to change it, we're right? We're never going to change it. I tell
0: you what. One day. One day, when we get real proper sponsors, we're going to change it, and then they're going to go, hey, we have a note. Um, can you put those stupid sprinkle sounds back God in? Damn it. And we're going to be like, yeah. So it's never going to get fucking changed. No, one day. One day. Okay. But you know
1: what? The, the episode for my birthday, we changed it to something different.
0: Yeah, we'll change it for that one episode.
1: Yes. That's the when, one when... <laughs> the one win.
0: i'll give you one episode on your birthday (laughs) so come on cindy give us some fun facts about this silly fucking movie that is also kind of creepy
1: toby hooper wants a jalapenos to make him stay awake
0: i swear to fucking god (laughs) look i enjoy toby hooper's work but fuck me i can't eat a goddamn nacho anymore without thinking of him working on fucking
1: poltergeist (laughs) anyways uh this movie only took six weeks to produce nice yeah um as I always state, this movie was rated R for fucking obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, mainly trash.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's considered a horror comedy sci-fi.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And the tagline for this movie is, they're back from the grave and ready to party.
0: Hell yeah, that's what it says on my t-shirt. Yeah. And I like it because you got the tombstone, but then the zombies with like the punk rock hair. Because this is the 80s, guys. Punk was all the rage.
1: Yeah, so you know how I was talking about Toby Hooper right now? Yeah. So to, Toby Hooper was actually originally uh slated to direct this movie and it was supposed to be 3D. Really?
0: Yep. 3D. Man, dude, I would love to watch this movie in 3D. I'm not going to fucking lie.
1: No, that, I think it would probably be fun, but at the same time I'm not like into 3D stuff.
0: Well, I'm I'm not into 3D stuff, but if they did like a quick thing over like Alamo Draft House or something, they're like, "Hey guys, for this weekend only, Return of the Living Dead in 3D." I would go, I would buy myself some overpriced craft beer, and I would fucking watch it. You have
1: a hard time watching anything in 3D. I don't care.
0: It's worth it. (laughs) Just like Piranha's 3 double D, totally worth it. I told you about this the last time. It's Piranha's in 3D, but they have two big boobies on the cover.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so the uh, executive producers attempted to contact George Romero several times in order to offer him the choice of producing the movie. But he never answered, so...
0: Yeah, he was too busy making serious zombie films. Well,
1: in fact, Romero had agreed with his former writing partner, John Russo,
0: oh.
1: that they would make separate sequels to their horror movie, Night of the Living Dead, 1968
0: classic. So him and his co-writer both said, we're both going to make sequels. And then when he went and made his sequel, then they made this sequel and said, that one was based on a true story, but they changed all the facts around. Well, listen to this, I love you, Frank. All right. With Romero's film
1: being referred to as the dead movies. Right. And Russo's as the living dead movies. So that's what I'm saying. You're like, yeah, it kind of goes back. Well, no, because they both did it. And one of them ended up writing this great thing.
0: Now, see, I'm not going to lie. I sort of knew that one. Because yeah, you didn't know nothing. I had to look it up because I had to know I had to know if there had been a response because they do bring up Romero's movie in this movie. So I had to see if there was ever like a response about it or anything. Like, was well, he going like, in trouble? Well, not just that, but like George Lucas, he made a, a couple of comments about Spaceballs and how hilarious he thought it was and all that stuff. So I thought maybe Romero had said something, oh. but then I found a bit about it was kind of intertwined. Yeah. And... That's the whole reason I even found this movie when I was a kid, because I literally thought it was the, one of the Romero <laughs> movies. And I was, I was like, whoa, this is way different. And that chick is super naked.
1: Yeah, so Richard Ru- Rubenstein, producer of Dawn of the Dead the 1978 classic at Laurel Entertainment, didn't want people to think that this film was part of George Romero's Living Dead series. He even got an injunction to stop the makers of Return of the Living Dead from using Living Dead in the title. However, the MPLA arbitrators ruled in favor of producer John Russo since he had co-written Night of the Living Dead and based this film on his own novel of Return of the Living Dead. In fact, Romero had long before agreed, like I said, that they would end up doing the two things, so there was no reason for the other one to go after them and say, look, you can't do this.
0: Right, right, because basically he's co-creator. Yeah.
1: So the film mentioned um, as a reference of inspiration were to include Invaders from Mars, Alien, uh, His Girl Friday.
0: I haven't heard of that one.
1: The Birds, Star Wars, Dark Star, Psycho, Vertigo Jaws, Cutter's Way, the Terminator, and 2001, A Space Odyssey. Odyssey. Odyssey,
0: sorry. It's okay. So what they did was they got their inspiration from pretty much every fucking movie that had come out in the last 30 fucking years. Yeah. They're like, hey, you remember all these movies from 1966 until now? Fucking A. Let's make all of them, Yeah. but make it zombies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so The Returning of the Living Dead was financially a financial success. Of course it was. Uh, with an estimated $4 million Dollar movie budget returning at a 14 million dollar um box office
0: well that's not bad for 85
1: yeah and it became a cult cla- uh cult horror movie classic so
0: of course it did. look you can't look up pretty much any zombie thing ever without getting pictures especially part three of this where it's got the chick on the cover with like the glass and stuff in her face yeah. and she's got the hair up these movies go hand in hand with zombie culture you know, they might be comedy, but they're still an important part of the zombie yeah, no, sort of, definitely. Uh, because ecosystem. even though
1: it's comedy for some, some people still get scared by the way things look. You know, because I know a lot of chicken shits. I don't, I'm sorry if that's you, <laughs> but yeah, know a lot of chicken shits that can't do scary movies, and they're like, dude, I stay away from. It. I always want to watch them, but I stay away from them because they scare me. Even like the little things scare me, like. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it, horror is not for everybody because some people can't
0: Well, yeah, the guy separate. at the nerd store uh, when we were talking about <laughs> this same movie, well, I don't want to throw their name out there, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But the, the guy at the, at the comic store that I was at, um, when we were talking about it, he said when he had first seen this when he was a kid, uh, the zombie that you first see in the basement yeah. Right? That one, because it was talking and its eyes were all big and it's sludge looking and stuff, that that scared the ever-living shit out of him. And even still today as an adult, he gets those kind of flashes when he watches this movie and remembers how scary it was. And it's still kind of scary to him. Yeah. You know, and- even though it's a comedy. But they put it in a real-life zombie situation. You know what I mean? Because like when they're inside the mortuary, the zombies are still banging on the walls. You can't do anything. You can't get away. So it's comedy, but... It's still a zombie film.
1: Yeah. um, o- Dan O'Brien said the reason he did this film was because he wanted to break away from Alien, the alien genre. He ended up um, saying, and I quote, I wanted to do a horror comedy rather than another alien sci-fi movie.
0: Well, yeah. And I think it was a good move for him.
1: Yeah, no, I do too, because this movie is fucking great. Um, the movie is supposed to be set in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was actually filmed in California. The only scene actually filmed in Louisville was the shot of the front gate of Louisville's Eastern Cemetery. The police uniforms and patrol cars were all uh, period corrected as well because I guess the ones that they were going to use weren't right. And they were like, oh, crap. You know what? We got to get the ones from this time, not current.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, well, the movie... Came out in 1985, but when you hear them talking, it says, um, or it tells you that it is 1984, I do believe, in the movie. Something like that. Yeah, so like, because at one point it says, this year, 19 or this time, 1984, whatever. So, it's only a year back, but maybe they they got an upgrade. Who knows?
1: So, I found out one weird fact that I did find out about this movie. Uh Uh-huh. Was that some of the zombie extras were paid bonus to eat real brains. What?
0: Yeah. Like real human brains?
1: No, fool. <laughs>
0: like cow brains, probably. Calf right? brains. Calf no, brains. Real brains. Oh that's not bad.
1: Uh, Dan O'Brien didn't want the actress to do anything he wasn't willing to do and ate some raw calf brains first in front of them. To show that he wouldn't ask them to do anything that he wasn't willing to do himself.
0: Nope.
1: Hey, that's commitment, though. No,
0: yeah, it's commitment to your picture. I was like, look, dude. No,
1: it's commitment to your cast.
0: I'm not going to do it, but I am going to give you a bonus to do it. You are being (laughs) paid to do it. It is your job to do it. You are more than welcome to be zombie number 1237 standing over there, or you could be over here and eat the brain. Who wants to make money? I guarantee those people are like me. Yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it.
1: So the girl that played um, Casey yeah uh jewel shepherd right yep okay so according to jewel shepherd dan o'brien met her in the early 80s when he was a member of a very ultra chic and private club where she worked as a stripper Oh, okay. they became good friends because they had a lot in common and he bought her drugs
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s man yeah. that was for you mark it was the 80s <laughs> when he
1: got the directing gig for this film he wanted her to play trash but she was fed up with being naked on stage and in her small film roles at the time so she suggested that she, uh, he suggested sorry that she auditioned for the party girl casey since she liked to party and yeah he, he agreed well she suggested that and he well agreed. she
0: has the greatest line in the movie so i think she did great what's What's her line? Uh, Chuck is telling her, he's like, yeah, I like death, too, and I like sex. What about you, Casey? You like sex and death? She's like, yeah, so why don't you fuck off and die? <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking great. Best yeah. line in the entire movie.
1: Yeah, Um. Miguel Nunez was homeless when he was actually cast in the movie. Really?
0: Yeah. So this is one of his earlier things. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that until like, I did this research and stuff. Um. And I want to say this cuz I don't ever say it a lot of times. Majority of the stuff that I do find guys is from IMDb or from other film um places. Yeah. So they're very easy for y'all to find if y'all ever want to go look for them.
0: Yeah, I mean unless it's one of those uh you know ones like where we did like The Conjuring and things like that where there's like sort of a true story behind it and you you can also dig into those real stories. I mean, you have to do a little bit more digging, but you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Those are the ones I actually have to do like a lot more into.
0: Yeah. Usually the, the easiest place to find anything is just IMDB because they know all the stuff. Well, they have all the fun put things. put in a lot
1: of the stuff too.
0: Yeah. Or um, Wikipedia, but you can't trust that shit.
1: Yeah. Because people also put stuff there too. <laughs> so they actually had to get approval from Lysol to have Frank spray the stench when he's in that. Oh, yeah. And the thing. I guess when they got permission, Lysol actually liked the the ideal of it, and they liked the idea because it just shows that Lysol would kill any conceivable odor out there. So it's like- Right.
0: It can cover up the stench of death. Yeah. Lysol. No shit. Spray your mother-in-law's cooking with it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> your mother-in-law has good cooking. What are you talking about? Most
0: people have mother-in-laws, and they're like, terrible. I have a great mother-in-law, so-
1: the lead pipe that Clue Gulliger?
0: Yeah, Clue Gulliger, the one that okay. played Bert.
1: <laughs> so the lead pipe that Clue Gulliger uses in the movie is actually made of rubber. He initially used a real pipe, but the crew snuck it away from him and replaced it with a rubber one as Dan O'Brien was worried about Clue's frequent anger or angry and sometimes violent outbursts. Weird. So, <laughs> to be safe, they're like, hey, look over there! And he's Jesus,
0: out. I thought they—you were going to say they were worried because at one point you see him really beating at zombie hands with that thing as they were coming through, and he looks like he's hitting them like actually really hard. Yeah, he was, and I was like, oh man, I thought you were going to say that's why they took it away. I was like, how many people's hands did he fucking break with that thing?
1: So you know the part where they have the uh, rabid weasels in the bags and stuff like that. Yes, I do. They actually used. Those motorized monkey toys that have the tambourines in their hands, yeah. But they took the symbols out. Oh, they're symbols, <laughs> so yeah. They took the symbols out, so that's what's actually in all of those bags, and that's what's
0: moving around like that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Those things are scary, yeah, because we've seen that movie,
1: yep. So when shooting trashes, um, which is Lena, right? Quickly, Quig- uh,
0: yeah, Lenae, or. Lena,
1: Lena. That's why I see it. I don't know. Anyway, so when they when they're shooting Trash's uh, "Gravestone Dance," she initially was completely naked and showed pubic hair, as was more of the norm in the eighties, obviously. Yeah. However, producer Graham Henderson visited the shoot that day and. And he was like, no, wait a minute. You can't fucking put this shit out there. He was yelling. full
0: frontal is not acceptable.
1: He was yelling and throwing a fit um, when he was talking to Dan O'Brien that you can't show pubic hair on television. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, so Dan sent uh, Lena away and had her completely shaved, which coincidentally Lena herself found to be the most embarrassing part of the whole thing. Then they did another shoot to which Graham Henderson cried out, Oh, God, it's even worse. You can see everything. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. <laughs> Look, man, there's either bush or there's no bush.
1: So at this point, they sent Lena over to Bill Muntz and William Scott, where they made an um, like a crotch piece resembling the bottom of a G-string and glued it on. According to Lena, this was a bit of a problem since every time she had to go to the bathroom, they had to remove it. Because of this, there are no shots of Lena with completely naked crotch. She says like, she's like a department store mannequin. That's what she ended up saying. Well,
0: see, I was worried that she was actually naked because she does get camel toe on there a few times. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? She's naked. Like when she was getting on there, Uh when she first stands up, I was like, holy shit, because she had a little front wedgie. And I was like, I can't believe she's naked. And then later you can actually see that it's like a nude colored piece on her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's not naked. She just Looked has look a at. front wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, so okay.
1: Quigley joked once that she has never had more attention focused on her vagina than when they were shooting that scene.
0: You poor woman.
1: So fans still ask, though, is there any footage of the version of her dance with pubic hair or uncovered shade vagina? But so far, none has shown up.
0: Okay, look. I know when there's titties in a movie, I make a big deal about it because fucking a, man, that's what makes good horror. You need titties, but horror. Well, <laughs> that too. I mean, her name was trash. Come on, but anyway, no. But guys, come on, man. If you meet this chick at a convention or something like that, have some fucking decency. She doesn't want to know that you want to see her bush so that you can go home and whack it to her dance scene. Yep. Calm the fuck down, man. Pornhub is free. Click, click, click. Internet, man.
1: Moving on, though, you know how I was telling you that they wanted the other actress to play Trash? The one that was like, no, yeah, I'll just be party the, girl. The, yeah, the
0: girl who played Casey. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently there was, like, Almost all of them are strippers or playboys, so that's why they didn't mind getting well, naked. Well, yeah, because he just <laughs> went out,
0: and he found a bunch of hot chicks, and he gave them a bunch of fucking drugs, and he goes, hey, man, cocaine, dude, it's the fucking 80s. Well, and then he's like, you should be naked in my movie, bro.
1: Well, there was an another stripper that he initially had wanted to uh, cast... And he nicked her, named her legs because she had really long, beautiful legs. Uh-huh. And then he made the whole character around her. And then asked her, "Hey, would you play in this movie?" And she was like, "No, I'm not interested." Oh damn! So then he went to another one, and she's like, "No, I'm good." And then to another one, no I'm good. Then he went to the one that plays Casey, and I think she's the one that helped out and find trash. So like, she wasn't number one. <laughs> Jeez,
0: man, you gotta ask people first. And two, don't just assume that because a stripper is willing to dance naked that she's willing to get naked for just about anything. Well,
1: they just get tired of doing it. Like, uh, well, yeah, well, like, like case the one that played Casey, she was like, "Look, I've already been in a, a movie where I'm naked. I'm naked all day. Like, I want something different."
0: Right? Because, like, look, if I'm at the club, I'm dancing, I'm naked. That's my job. But if you're gonna put me in a movie, I'd like to be an actress. You yeah, know what and I, mean? I, feel, I don't want to just be famous for being the naked titty chick. I
1: feel bad for Lena Quigley, the one that played Trash,
0: uh-huh. because
1: after this is said and done, she suffered from skin and eye problems resulting from the prosthetic makeup applied that she wore when she was a zombie.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, so, that sucks. Yeah. It looked like it was mostly just white body paint and then the prosthetic on her face. Dude, I
1: don't know what the fuck happened with her face. Like She's the only one that changed like that.
0: Right. She went from being... First of all, they tore her apart. I don't know how she didn't have any bites on her body. Second of all, she became completely pale white, and her face got that Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampire look to it, like when they changed. You say
1: that, and I say the bad guy from the... The Lost Boys, too. No, the bad guy from The Mask...
0: Yeah, that I mean, guy. That's
1: who she reminded me the whole time. I was like, what? No, like her forehead like? and
0: eye area looked like the thing that they did in Lost Boys, you yeah. know, like Kiefer Sutherland. Like, I look like a normal guy. Now I look like a vampire. Yeah. I was like, why is she a vampire? It's <laughs> a fucking zombie movie.
1: Yeah, so I feel bad for the girl because like, that's what yeah, That that's,
0: You hear a lot of stories like that where people have issues with makeup and it kind of destroys them. Yeah,
1: so Tom Matthews, you know, speaking of the characters, He got his ear pierced for the role of Freddy since the character description specifically called for one. He later found out that he could have used a fake earring attached to his ear for this role.
0: Right. (laughs) You could have got a clip on. You could have got a fucking magnet one. He's like,
1: what the fuck? You didn't tell me this.
0: You just went and pierced your ears for no reason, Freddy.
1: Yep, for the hell of it. When Frank is explaining how the original Night of the Living Dead is based on a true story, he states that the true story occurred in 1969. However... The Night of Living Dead was made in nineteen sixty eight. Oh. Okay. A year before the incident happened. In the original script, Frank said that um the event happened in nineteen sixty six, but Dan O'Brien changed the line because he felt it would be better if the carib- if the character was like unreliable.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So it was like
0: So it was originally going to be like, hey, this is a true story, but it happened here. But then he just basically tried to turn it into a fisherman's tale here.
1: Yeah, like, you can't trust that, dude.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it's still like, I mean, the movie starts off saying the events portrayed in this film are all true. The names are real names of real people and real organizations. So I don't know. I like that. I like that they tried to play off of the whole Night of the Living Dead thing. And now that you say that, it's. Even more charming. Yeah. That Frank tried to make it real and then fucked it all up.
1: Yep. So director Dan O'Brien was originally supposed to play Frank and he wrote the part with himself in mind. But when James Karen came in to read for another part, O'Brien was simply blown away and hired him on the spot.
0: Dude, nobody could have done this the way James Karen no. did. Dude, his fucking face is like when he's like, you want to see him? <laughs> The corpses. And he's, like, rolling his eyes in his head and sticking his tongue out like an idiot.
1: It reminds me of some old people that we know.
0: Yeah, But, I mean, his over-exaggeration... Because, obviously, this movie is a comedy, so you're supposed to overact. You're not trying to be good actors in this movie. You're trying to be as stupid as possible. And when he does it, like, when they see the half-dog or anything that he does in this movie, he's like, oh, you know, I'm feeling sick, too, man. You know, and he's just... Overacting everything his and I gags and his love throwing it. Ups.
1: that's what makes the movie, yeah it's
0: it's it's so bad, it's fucking great, you know what I mean I love it i I just love this movie,
1: so regarding the line where Frank tells Freddie about the skeleton farms in India, O'Brien recalls working on aliens and having h r. Geiger request fresh skulls to aid his design,
0: okay, okay,
1: uh, and a quote, they were wrapped in plastic just like that and they were the most beautiful skulls I had ever seen, like works of art, and the teeth were all perfect. I was told they were ordered from India, end quote. Okay. Uh, Toby Hooper suggested that the skeleton farm, quote unquote, line a few months after the film opened, O'Brien read a report that the government of India had stopped all departures of skeletons for medical purposes. He's unclear if the timing was coincidental or <laughs> what. One last thing. So you know the scene where they're in Colonel Glover's house? Right. Where this was not dressed by production. All that garish display yeah. is just how it came.
0: That's how the house they rented came? That
1: is someone's taste. That's how it came.
0: So they just rented the house. They pulled in and went.
1: We're not fucking changing it. <laughs> this looks
0: Like some stuffy asshole might live here. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do this. And then they just fucking filmed it.
1: Yep. So before we go into the movies, the last thing that I always do is I'm going to tell you Always
0: one more thing.
1: It's always the last thing I do. I can't do
0: the voice anymore. Like I said, I've gotten a cease and desist from Jackie Chan's lawyers.
1: Anyways, if you want to watch this movie on stream you can find this on pluto tv or on tubi you can also rent or buy this on amazon or prime video also voodoo
0: cool i think the best way to watch it is back in like 1994 late night on cinemax
1: oh my jesus so yeah, with that being said, guys, let's get into this movie. And as always, if you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alerts, because we're going to go through this movie like nobody's business. Look,
0: man, this movie is almost as old as I am. If you haven't seen it, you had your fucking chance. Just listen to the podcast. Hey,
1: kids. Kids can find this out. Like, And I, when I say kids, I always mean people like in their early 20s. Because... Oh, I was
0: going to say, because there's clearly an uh, adult supervisory warring thing on here. I was like, as many times as I've said fuck on this show, Cindy, now's not the time to get mad no, at me. I'm
1: like twenty-year-olds, oh yeah, guys, nineteen-year-olds.
0: Still, you had your chance.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let's get into
0: this. Let's do it, guys. As we hit play and enter the wonderful world of Return of the Living Dead. <laughs>
1: I hate when you do I that. I fucking
0: know. I I'm gonna stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So the movie opens up on the Unita Medical thing. I like building. the name of
1: the building. It and, says, none larger.
0: Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so we've got Freddie, we got Frank, and we got Burton here. And Burton is the guy who owns the whole place. And he's saying goodbye to Frank and Freddie for the day. He's heading off for 4th of July weekend because this is July the 3rd, 1984. Yeah. And Frank is telling Bert, he's like, hey, cool. We'll see you on Sunday for the barbecue. I got like another hour's work left here. And the kid's going to stay with me, and I'm going to show him some more of the ropes, you know, show him around here. So Bert takes off. And Frank is telling Freddy, he's like, look, we've got an order here for an adult female skeleton with perfect teeth. And so as he's explaining the filing system, he's explaining it to Freddie like he's the dumbest fuck in the world. Yeah. And he's like... A is for adults, so we come over here to the adult section, and that is split into two categories, M and F. M for male, and F, and Frank's like, or Freddie's like, for female. He's like, good, you're learning, and then he goes off and explains perfect teeth and all of that.
1: Yeah, and then they put the, the skeleton into the box, and he Yeah, it's like, like a big starts, old
0: crate, like the one he tells from-
1: tells him, put the popcorn on top of it, and I was like, is he talking about the packing peanuts Yeah. Who the fuck calls it popcorn?
0: Lots of people with styrofoam popcorn.
1: It's packing peanuts.
0: Yeah, but different strokes, man.
1: No, no, packing peanuts, guys. Anyway, (laughs) and he's like,
0: don't be stingy. Uncle Bert is paying for this. There you go. He dumps like an entire fucking U-Haul box of this shit in there. And so then he starts showing him around, right? He shows him the bedpans, where the prosthetics are, where the wheelchairs are. And then he gives him a real treat. And he's like, these right here, those are our split dogs. And it's basically a dog that I assume that they froze. I looked this up because I want to know if they really had those. And they really do. Yeah,
1: they do. They just
0: freeze the dogs after they die. And then they saw them in half while they're frozen. And then they dip them in like epoxy and stuff so that they don't rot and come apart. Which is really fucking weird. But he shows them those. And he's all like, cool. And then Freddie makes a sound. He's like, hey, no playing around. You're learning here.
1: So that that part with the split dogs and stuff, um, the special effects guy... Uh, Tony Gardner, he actually said that if he had a bigger budget, he would. It would have been a Great Dane. Oh,
0: of course he <laughs> would have done it. I mean, you could have at least gotten a Rottweiler too. This thing looks like Toto. I know. So, but the scene in a little so
1: funny. <laughs> and yeah, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get, get to, to that. God, this don't whole jump movie ahead. has me like that, man. Don't this whole movie ahead. has
0: me like that. So then, after the split dogs, he takes him over and he shows him the freezer where they keep the cadavers. And Freddie looks kind of scared. I don't think he's ever seen a dead body before. Mm-mm. Especially not one that's been, like, ice hooked in the fucking ears and hanging by its head from the fucking freezer. Yeah. Who stores a body like that? They do. Well, obviously. Well. And then we cut over and we see, like, the gang, right? We've yeah, got- all
1: the punk kids.
0: Yeah, because we've got Scuzz, Trash, Tina, Casey, Chuck, and Spider. Suicide's not here yet.
1: You know what? And it's funny, though, because when I first saw this, I was like, those are the worst fucking wigs ever. Yeah,
0: Casey and Trash have...
1: Trashy-ass wigs.
0: Yeah, like, you could have bought these at Spirit Halloween for a dollar fifty on the clearance rack. That's how bad they are. Yeah. But oh it lends to it, though. Because the wigs are bad, the costumes are bad, the acting is bad. <laughs> just
1: eerie that he pierced. The ass.
0: Oh jeez, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So they're talking, and then that's when Casey delivers that line. Because uh, what's her face was like, "I like death," and he's like, "Yeah, I like death too." And sex. What about you, Casey? You like sex and death? And she's like, "Yeah." So why don't you fuck off and die? And then they all laugh and decide they want to go get Freddy because Freddy knows where all the good parties are. Yeah,
1: and now Freddy and um frank are both in the office and they're talking
0: yeah because freddie asked frank he said what's the weirdest thing you ever seen around here and so frank starts telling him the story and he says there's one thing that caps it all he,
1: well he says let me ask you a question you ever seen that movie night of living dead
0: he's like oh yeah that's the one where the corpses eat the people right yeah yeah he's like right did you know that was based on a true case He's He's like, like, you're
1: shitting me. (laughs) Yeah, he's
0: like, hand to God. He's like, but that showed zombies taking over the whole world. That's not possible. Because they took the facts and they changed them all around. And then he talks about how the government had basically told the fellow who wrote the movie that if you tell this real story, we're going to sue your ass off. He's like, so he had to change it up. But what really happened was in 1969, there was a chemical spill and all this gunk seeped down into the ground and got into a morgue. And all the corpses started moving around. He's like, So they dug all the dirt out and trapped the bodies into canisters and they shipped it all out of there. And then Freddie goes, To where? And he's like, Right here. <laughs> and then he gets a phone call. So Frank gets a phone call and his wife calls and he says, No, no, honey, you keep the pot roast hot. I'll be home in just a little while, you know? And he's all excited. Then he goes back and he just immediately. Or when the phone rang, it scared the fuck out of Freddy, and he knocks a whole bunch of shit over. Yeah,
1: and I like when he says, you want to see the bodies?
0: Yeah, and then he doesn't... (laughs) He's like sticking his tongue tongue out out. and rolling his eyes up. It's like, you are a fucking weird guy, Frank. You're a weird fucking guy, but I like it. So he decides he's going to show him the bodies, and they head down into the basement, and when they get down into the basement, you see these old fucking container. Can- well, can- right before they blah. go container, sorry, I can't talk.
1: Right before they get to the container, though, they're going down the stairs, and he tells um,
0: Freddie, Freddy.
1: "Like, watch it with the third step. That's important."
0: Oh yeah, because he says, "Watch it with the third step." as a son of a bitch. And then they get down there, and he opens up this container, and there's a glass window at the top, and there's this fucking decomposed body. It's almost mummified, of course, because yeah. it's in an airtight container. And he goes, he uses the whole he's trying to make it clearer to see through, so yeah, he, he sprays uses uses Lysol the whole on it. fucking roll. Grabs the roll of paper towels and just rubs the entire <laughs> Dude, roll. across sounds, it. I was like,
1: who the fuck does that
0: shit? And he tells him, These things don't leak, right? He goes, Are you kidding me? These were made by the Army Corps of Engineers. Bam and he hits the damn thing and it blows up. I don't know if that's a jibe at the army or not. And if you're in the army, hey, take it with a grain of salt, man. It was the eighties. But that thing just immediately pops, sprays chemicals everywhere, and these two dudes pass out, and we get our title card, yep. Return of the Living Dead. And then it does one of the best things that eighty movies, uh, 80s movies do that never you never see it anymore. And that's the melting skull or the melting face thing where it's all wax, and then they just melt the entire thing down, you know what I mean? Yeah. I fucking, I love that shit. That shit used to scare the hell out of me when I was a kid. Like some oh, yeah, guy it's would a great, it's a
1: great effect. I mean, it makes it more um, believable almost. It gives it more of a sense of like, "Holy shit, something's happening!" Instead of being like, "Oh, there's a face," and if if we would have just stayed there, it wouldn't have been like yeah, but a great. Team. It's always
0: a fun bit of gore too, because like uh, like the, even in Indiana Jones, they did it when they opened up the. The Lost Ark or whatever, and the Nazi guy looked in there and then his fucking face did the exact same thing. Yeah. They used to use that all the time, and it was always fucking scary every single time they did it.
1: Well, yeah, this is a great fucking move.
0: And as they're showing the opening credits here after the face melts into goo, um, they're showing the air vent has sucked in this poison and, that's yeah, leaked out. Yeah, into the,
1: uh, the uh, freezer room.
0: Yeah, it's in the freezer, and the cadaver that's hanging by his head is starting to move around and shit, right? And so, after the credits are done rolling and we're done seeing this stuff kind of f- the poison we get flow to that through the garish
1: there. ass house.
0: Yeah. This is a really red room. Like, he goes into like his bar slash office area. Cause I mean, that's very clearly a bar. Yeah. This, this is the parlor, but for some reason, it's also his office in this movie. And it is so red red curtains, red walls, red carpet, red chairs, red fucking everything. The kitchen, the dining
1: room. That's someone's dining room for real, guys.
0: It's like a mural painted with like scenes from like around. I don't even know where that, I see a camel right there, so uh-huh. maybe some sort of Egyptian or Persian type thing. I
1: have no clue because there's like a knight. Oh no, no. I guess they have a feather in their head.
0: It's it's fucking weird.
1: I don't know, but that's just a um. It's
0: Somebody a different kind here. of room.
1: It's a different kind of room.
0: A real person lived in this house and thought that looked good. And you know what? It works for a comedy. I I don't know if I'd want to have a dinner party at their home. But we see the guy, and then he's talking about he needs to find them. He doesn't say what them is. And his wife is like, well, when are you going to find them? He's like, we may never find them. And then we cut away from his house, and we've got the entire gang of punk rock weirdos, inside a convertible with a dude with the biggest fucking chain running from his nose to his ear that i have ever seen yeah i mean
1: that's like i love it because he's like why do you guys only call when you need to ride places because you're the only one fucking car
0: right and that's a shitty fucking car but but still you need a ride
1: it's like what we tell our our oldest son it doesn't matter how crappy your first car looks if it fucking runs and gets you where you need to go that's what you should be worried about. Don't worry about is it looking. Well, nice, yeah, but did but he have to spray good?
0: paint fucking stupid shit all over what it? What
1: if he didn't? What if he parked in and someone did that shit and he don't have money to fix it?
0: It says suicide on the cr- on the front, and his name is suicide.
1: Nah, somebody came over there and vandalized it.
0: I don't know. So anyway, they pull up right uh, to the Unita Medical Supply. And he's like, you know, let's go in and get him. And Tina says she's the only one that looks like a normal person.
1: You know what? During the movie, I was like, why does she even hang out with these people? She doesn't even look like she belongs. Right.
0: She looks like, um, what's her face before she became a pink lady in Greece? You know what I'm talking about? Sandy? Yeah. She's like Sandy before she became a pink lady. Like all these greasers are around, but she Sandy looks like the prim and proper one. She didn't at the end. Well, no, at the end, she just went greaser. Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. But either way, I don't fucking know, I hate that movie (laughs) But she looks like the only normal one And she's like, no, no, we can't go get him Because that'll scare his boss
1: There's a cemetery, let's go over there Yeah, because they're
0: trying to figure out what to do for 10 hours Because apparently it's 8 o'clock and he doesn't get off till 10 I don't
1: know if you noticed this But the name of the cemetery is called Resurrection Cemetery (laughs) Oh,
0: I noticed And I was like, eh, you did a thing Because resurrection and zombies just That's for the creepers In case they didn't get the joke I'm kidding if they are smart enough to listen to this podcast, they're smart enough to get that joke.
1: Yeah. So now they're in there. They're going to party because they have nothing else to do but wait for Freddy. Yep. And nobody has gas, so they're stuck there.
0: Which is stupid because it's 1985, so gas is like fucking 17 cents a gallon. Hey, He's like, I don't got any gas. You got money for gas? No, yeah, I got $2. That'll get us across remember, town. Remember, the pay rate wasn't as good
1: as it is now. So, I mean, for the time.
0: They have that big-ass boom box, but they don't have $2.
1: Yeah, You buy a boombox once, you gotta buy gas all the time.
0: It's $2.
1: Anyway, so now (laughs) we're back in the Unita Medical Supply basement with Freddie and Frank. Frank.
0: Yeah, they're waking up. Um, and then that's when they realized that the glass was broken on the thing. And he goes, "Oh, what happened to the body?" And Frank's like, "It must have melted when the air hit it." And apparently, it smells like fucking shit.
1: Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, there's a dead body in there. The fucking <laughs> and old this is 1985,
0: and it died in 1969. So yeah, it's a that's an old body. So it smells like shit. And Frank is not doing well. He's coughing and hacking, and, and he's he got run-
1: like sweat like crazy under his pits.
0: Yeah, and he runs and he goes and pukes next to the fucking stairs. Which sucks because later I'll get to that. But yeah, he I know. pukes next to the stairs, and even uh, even Freddie here with his gross little rat tail thing in the back, he's really really sweaty now. Like
1: yeah, they both look like shit.
0: Damn dude, it's not even just his pits anymore. No. He's got like a bit, his entire shirts just well soaked that in was sweat. and his
1: arms all sweaty too. See all but the that, way down. That yeah. was all from walking up the steps.
0: Yeah, they're they're not doing very well. And they're thinking this smell is still here when they come back up to the main floor. He's like, that stuff must be all over us or whatever. And this is where they grabbed the Lysol that they had to probably pay a lot of money for.
1: It's just to get permission, I thought.
0: Oh, to be, it's a simpler time. You want to put Lysol in your movie now? You got to pay him like $6 million yeah. to put a can of fucking Lysol in there. But, so that
1: at this point, when he's spraying it, now you they're like, wait, what's that noise? You hear a dog whimpering? Yeah, he's like, 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 it sounds like dog? a dog. He's like, listen, listen. this part is so stupid
0: it's so dumb but it is the funniest shit i've ever seen one
1: of those cadaver dogs is now on the floor and it is whimpering and it looks like it's trying to run and And remember
0: it's half a dog it's not a full dog. It's yeah. like the right or the left half of a dog.
1: So um, Freddie goes to flip it because he's like, "What the? He's fuck like, is yeah, going He's like, yeah. He's like,
0: what's wrong with it?" And he lifts it up,
1: and there's all that gooey stuff, and then start he starts
0: screaming. Frank well, they start screaming, "What crutch. are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "We're gonna kill it." <laughs> and then he gets the crutch, starts beating <laughs> the, the, the shit out of
1: dogs, it. whimpering. I like that poor dog.
0: You just hearing arr, 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 arr. and then he gets Frank to Freddie gets Frank to and stop because it's not working. You're yeah, not and killing then the. Then fucking then hear the zombie
1: coming for the the cadaver in the damn freezer and they're like what are we gonna do here? we're gonna lock it
0: (laughs) and then you see like the little butterflies from the butterfly board starting to flap their wings so even the dead butterflies came back
1: the way they got the butterflies on that they're not actual butterflies Uh they were printed out paper once and they folded them to look like real butterflies right so you have one of the uh guys and i forgot which one it was that's off to the side blowing air to like Make a move like that.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's where we see the eye chart in the background. Well, well,
1: because after they lock the door, they go back into the main office. Yeah, they're they're inside the office. They're there. And if you look at the eye chart, it actually says.
0: Bert is a slave driver and a cheap son of a bitch.
1: And he's going bald.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. I like the little touches that they added in here.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny when I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? Who did that? And I wonder if he noticed that they did that before they released the movie. That
0: or he is just a really bad boss of this place. Yeah. That's hanging up in his office. Those desks aren't for them. That's for Bert. Yep. And then he's like, what are we going to do? Thank God. What are we going to do? We're going to call the boss. So they call Bert and to let Bert know they've got a bit of a problem here. And then we cut back over to the cemetery. It's now dark outside. And we got Spider and Trash hanging out by a- uh, A grave. Yeah, with like a gargoyle and shit on top and of it. And this
1: is where Trash starts to ask um, Spider, like, have you ever had you know thoughts of death and all this and other she stuff? she does it
0: so weird, though. Have you ever thought about what the worst way to die is? Yeah, and she- her- Violently- and I was like, "Well, you're rubbing your thighs and shit, and doing the worst acting in the history of the world, and I love it." Yeah, it's and crazy. then she
1: like <laughs> she gets on her knees and she says her worst way is to have all these old men surround her and bite her and eat her to death or something like that. Yeah, she's
0: like first. They'll rip off my clothes. And then, boom, as she tears her shirt open, you hear Chuck in the background going, oh, shit, somebody grab a light. Tina's Trash is getting naked again. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, they start lighting up road flares and shit, and she climbs up on top of like this little mausoleum thing.
1: Yeah, and I can't remember which actor it was, but one of them actually burned their hands when they did this.
0: I believe it. But they're all just standing around, just watching her do naked dancing.
1: Yeah, with her fucking her thigh high fucking <laughs> stockings.
0: Those aren't even like regular stockings. Either. That's no, those like, are
1: the Jazzer size ones.
0: I was gonna say those are like those comfy thick wool ones that you would wear in the eighties doing your Jazzer size yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: So yeah, they go back uh to the medical supply place and Bert is now there yelling at them.
0: Right, and you can see the slight change here in uh, Frank and Freddie. Their eyes are starting to get red around there and they're starting to get, yeah, pale and they're still incredibly sweaty and they're freaking out. They're like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? He's like, you know what? How do they handle this in the movies? Uh, They destroy the brain, right? Destroy the brain. And then they were trying to figure out how to destroy the brain. He was like, oh, well, we would need, you know, a drill or some shit. And then as they're trying to figure that out, fucking Bert just walks over and grabs hold of a damn pickaxe. And he's like, here. And he just gives it to Frank. (laughs) And he's like, now, Freddie, I want you to come over here, son. And you're going to stand next to the door. Don't worry. It's perfectly safe. And I was like, it's perfectly safe. (laughs) Why don't you do it? And he's like, now, when he opens the door, you're going to brain him with the pickaxe right in the head. He's like, oh, I don't think I can do this, Bert. And he's like, yeah, well, you got it. This is your mess. And it's perfectly safe, but then Bert stands like 20 feet back next to the goddamn skeletons and shit. And he's telling uh, Freddy how to unlock the door.
1: Yeah, he gives him the code.
0: Yeah, he's good, because apparently they used a fucking combination lock.
1: Yeah, and if you notice, though, when the zombie comes out of the door, he only goes for Bert. Bert, yeah. Leading to the fact that the other two are already dying.
0: Right, they're already infected. Like
1: So they don't want those because those brains are infected.
0: And just in case you guys didn't know, hang on, we're going to take a brief thing here for Zombie 101. Just in case you don't know, the reason when you see a horde of zombies attack somebody and then that person come back as a zombie still being able to walk around, even though zombies are craving the flesh or brains of other things.
1: Because they're infected?
0: Yeah, it's because when once they start eating them, the infection immediately begins to spread, and once it spreads past a certain point, Nobody the, zo- wants them. the zombies no longer want to eat their body. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had a lot of people ask me that question when I tell them how obsessed with zombies I am. Well, how come if they're eating everybody, there's so many zombies? Well, because they can only get about three bites before you're so fucking infected that they don't want you anymore, and yeah. now they have to get up. So that that is a nice nod to this... Uh, in this sort of situation, how he passes by Freddie, he passes by Frank and runs straight to Bert.
1: Yeah, because Bert's the only one not infected.
0: And Bert's screaming and hell. And this guy is fucking covered in yellow paint.
1: Because he's gone jaundice. <laughs> he's
0: gone jaundice. He should have been completely embalmed. He shouldn't be jaundice.
1: Maybe he was jaundice before he died.
0: Oh, yeah. That could be why he's there for medical research.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so Frank hits him in the fucking...
0: Oh yeah, because, well, Freddie. and... Oh no, and... not
1: Frank, Bert hits him in... Um,
0: yeah, because or... Freddie and Frank pull the zombie off of him and they're holding him down and that's when Bert hits him in the skull. And they're like,
1: it didn't fucking work. And
0: I don't know if you <laughs> noticed, but the zombie started screaming. He's like, yeah, he ah, 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 and he's kicking his fucking feet and shit. And they're holding him. they didn't do it. he's like, you mean the movie's lied to us? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And I,
1: that's what I told Dan, I was like, Wait a minute, yeah, everybody would assume that to shoot the brain. What if that doesn't actually work? Oh, we're
0: fucked. <laughs> My <laughs> entire zombie plan is on the fact that they are normal zombies that you can kill by shooting them in the head. Like,
1: what, if, what if that's not the way to kill <laughs>
0: And then fucking Bird grabs a damn hacksaw, cuts the zombie's head off. And the body goes The body jumps everywhere. up and starts running around. And the head's still screaming, skewered to the fucking concrete with a damn pick. Oh, man, it's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, so they start to tie this body up. And then while they're tying it up, fucking Freddy. Not Freddy. Frank is like, oh, my God, he's hitting the body.
0: <laughs> they have no idea what the fuck they're going to do about this. How are they gonna get rid of it? What the fuck? I wouldn't know what to do either, because we destroyed the brain. We cut the head off the motherfucker. Now we have two parts of a zombie. Yeah. still alive.
1: So that's when that's when uh, Bert ends up saying, "Well, you know what? I got I got a buddy across the street."
0: Yeah, because I think they I think they said something about trying to melt it with acid or some shit like that, and then they realized that what if it doesn't get rid of the bones and some shit?
1: Yeah, but. Like I said, he goes over there and he says, I got a friend over there. You know, he, he he's still there. And his friend Ernie.
0: Yeah.
1: Mind you, the main people in the movie are Bert.
0: And, and Ernie. Ernie.
1: And <laughs> not to Sesame Street. I actually found this in my facts.
0: The I thought it was weird. I was like, Oh, that guy's name's Bert and that guy's name's Ernie.
1: Yeah, like Sesame That's Street. That's weird.
0: Well, what's weird is I didn't put it together with Sesame Street because this is so far detached from Muppets. Yeah. I was like, where have I heard that before? Bert and Ernie. I was like, this <laughs> I know there's a movie I've seen or something where there's characters Bert and Ernie. I completely I didn't even put together Sesame Street.
1: Yeah, so he mentions his friend that works at the crematorium. He's uh well,
0: he's the mortician.
1: The mortician, and he has the the you know, to cremate the body
0: yeah he's like we could take him over there i could see if he'll owe me a favor we've known each other for 25 years he's like maybe he'll do it
1: yeah and then it cuts back over to the um cemetery and
0: trash tina tina
1: ends up telling trash do you always have to be naked she's like why yeah
0: and she's saying that she's hot or whatever and then he uh fucking chuck goes yeah you are and he starts walking toward her And suicide Go, hey fuck off so he runs off and now Suicide is having this sort of existential crisis, talking about, why does nobody take me seriously? You see this, and he's showing his leather jacket and his chain. He's like, this isn't a costume. This is a way of life. And but the whole time, Trash is just rubbing on him, all naked and shit. And then he tells her, he's like, what's wrong with you? Have some respect for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, push, like She's literally trying to have sex with you right now, and you're just like, hey, not in a fucking cemetery.
1: Yeah, and then it goes back over to... um
0: that's Chuck and Casey.
1: Casey, yeah, and dude, her fucking wig bothers. You can the see the blonde hair
0: sticking me. out the sides of it too. Like they didn't even like moose her hair back or put a bald cap or anything.
1: Yeah, and they talk for a bit because she sees uh, Freddie and Frank and Bert, Bert you know. going towards the. And the she goes, "Hey, is towards. that Freddie?"
0: And Chuck's like, "No, that's not Freddie." She's like, "How do you know?" He's like, "Cause why the fuck would Freddie be going into that building?" Yeah, And they're like, oh, okay, fine. No, it was Freddy. It was Freddy the whole time. You could have, yeah. could have had a chance at survival. And eh, no, I doubt then it. Then
1: they go and they now where they're in the uh, mortuary, and you have Ernie embalming somebody.
0: Yeah, he's doing some embalming things, and you're hearing knocks at the door. But he's got his like Walkman on with his headphones, and in case you little ones, since Cindy said we have little people listeners. If younger don't, listeners. Younger like listeners. Old. If mm-hmm. you don't know what a Walkman was.
1: That's where they played t- cassette tapes. Yeah, so if you, you put don't know what a cassette tape is, Google it.
0: And four AA batteries, and you had these little shitty headphones, and you could walk around and listen to your music. But he can't hear Bert knocking on the door. So knock. Bert walks in, and he's like, hey, what's good, Eddie? Or Ernie? And then he still doesn't hear him. So he taps him on the shoulder, and fucking Ernie pulls a goddamn pistol on him. Yep. And he's like, oh, sorry he's like hey man you're quick on the draw there i was like you psycho i yeah i'd be a little more phased well i guess maybe not if i just saw a zombie maybe
1: that's not like the first time that he's done that
0: (laughs) well probably not
1: because you know he looked a little too comfortable with it
0: and i love it too because he's wearing yellow kitchen gloves as he's working on this (laughs) body and he's smeared in blood and he goes to get a cup of coffee but everything he's touching he still has the gloves on
1: cross-contamination it's Uh a real thing
0: And see, when he gets his cup of coffee, he actually turns it in his hand. so there's now nowhere to put your mouth that has not touched those gloves, and then he fucking drinks out of it. Yeah, and and
1: the gun that he pulled was a German Walther P38 with a pearlized handle.
0: Yeah, I noticed the pearl handle. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah,
1: originally it was supposed to be a different gun, and I don't remember which one it was, but uh, he had a hard time pulling it out of the holster, and this one actually worked a lot faster. But there was a lot of nod to Nazis in this scene, because if you look behind him in the picture, there is a Nazi picture behind him.
0: Oh, really? And
1: he was listening to German music, and he has that specific gun to lead to the fact that he might be a Nazi and in he's hiding. And th- he's
0: old enough, too. Yeah. So he might have been young when he was in World War II, came to America, you see, you has been hiding out. Him. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> and he could be hiding out, trying to blend in, hide from his war crimes.
1: Yep. So, yeah, I, I found that fact out earlier, and I wasn't going to lead to it. I didn't want to go too much more well, into Yeah, because they there, never, they it never
0: say it, but there is a lot of hints to it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, anyway, Bert is talking to... Ernie about, like, hey, man, would you do me a favor? We've been friends for a long time, right? Like, I need, I need a favor. He's like, whatever you need, buddy. I'm here. I'll, I'll help you. And he's like, okay, well, I got my guys outside. Hang on. And he opens the door, and he's like, Bert, you can't let them in. That's ah, illegal. God damn it. <laughs> and then they come in anyway with a stretcher, and it's moving. And he says, what do you got there? And he pulls it up, and there's a whole bunch of moving bags that we discussed earlier. And Bert's trying to tell him uh, it's weasels. A yeah. bunch of rabid weasels.
1: <laughs> he's like, well, they fucking call the fucking yeah. Pound he's like, like call the pound, call me. animal
0: control. He's like, oh, we can't do that. It's bad for business. And he's and you know Ernie makes a really good point here. He's like, you don't run a pet shop. He's like, so a couple of lab animals got rabies. That's not your problem. Take them to the pound, guys. And he's like, well, we were hoping we could use your uh, crematorium. And just burn him. He's like, You can't do that. That's cruel. He pulls his gun out again and goes, At least let me take him to the parking lot and finish him off first. And I was like, God damn, dude, he's just dying to shoot something through this entire movie. Yeah. He's just really like shooting shit. And then they're like, Okay, look, it's not really weasels. We're gonna can you promise to not tell anybody? Can you keep a secret? He's like, I don't know. He's like, No, seriously, you have to swear. So he's like, All right, fine, I swear. And they open one of the bags, and there's a goddamn yellow hand in there, and they dump the bag onto the floor, and then the fucking arm grabs onto Ernie's leg, and he immediately starts screaming, get it off, get it off, get the fuck off of me. I would (laughs) fucking do. And they pull, and I love it too, because where you see where they cut it, the meat is like green and gray, like old fucking steak that's been sitting out too long. And so they're pulling it, when they pull it off of him, it rips Ernie's pants to shit.
1: Yeah, I saw the tail. I was like, "Why did he rip it so much?"
0: <laughs> Zombies, man, they have a really good grip, and those were really shitty pants.
1: Yeah, so he's totally freaked out now. He's like, "I had to sit down for this shit." And he takes off his freaking headphones and his Walkman and stuff, and he's like, "I, I don't know, I don't know about this guy's."
0: <laughs> right, he's uh, n- he's been traumatized. Fuck yeah, I, I was been like, too. I don't know how else to explain that. He has been fucking traumatized. It's his first encounter with a zombie. And then we go back over to Chuck and Casey in the cemetery, and Chuck is still trying to fuck her. Dude, it's never going to okay, happen. Is he wearing
1: a wig too? Because that looks like a wig too.
0: Nah, it just looks this is a really shitty fucking haircut. But that looks like a, a pretty common haircut for younger folks I in don't the know, 80s.
1: Dude, it looks like a wig too. Or it might be like a toop or something.
0: He looks like he's ready to rickroll somebody, but not in a funny way. He just actually likes that song. <laughs> Wait, no, that didn't come out till 86. My bad. But he looks like he's going to like that song next year. Yeah. (laughs) And then, let's see, we've got, you know, Spider tells them that it's 10 minutes until 10 o'clock. They might as well. old
1: grandpa watch.
0: Yeah. He's got the thing. And I love his mullet. It's nice.
1: Yeah. He's the only one that looks like his hair is right. Him and. um... Right. Well,
0: because he's got the jerry curl going and that shit's on point. But
1: him, Tina, and Suicide are the only ones that actually look like their hair goes with them
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: the other three is like it looks like wigs and tubes.
0: i think that i think it was supposed to be like that though i think they were supposed to look stupid to go with the stupid acting
1: well they look really stupid <laughs>
0: they do but you believe them you believe that these are really stupid teenagers
1: yeah i mean but none for nothing i mean three of them went on to go into um roles in the friday 13 film series so
0: oh nice yeah. I yeah i guarantee they all died
1: uh, the guy that played Freddie. Yeah. Mark Venturi, Venturini.
0: Uh huh. And that's suicide.
1: Miguel Nunez.
0: Oh, so they were all in the Jason movies too?
1: Yeah, they were all in the Friday 13 films.
0: That's cool. I didn't know that. We're just talking about this now because nothing's really happening. No. Uh, Tina walks across. Uh, she leaves the cemetery, goes over there. She's trying to ring the doorbell at the uh, medical supply place. Yeah. But nobody's fucking there because they're all over here talking to Ernie. And Ernie's like, okay, what it, if I let you burn this thing alive, um, uh, what's what in do, it for me? Yeah, what
1: are you going to do for me? I would be the same way, like, what the fuck is going to happen here?
0: I would have just been, yeah, like, burn it. Burn it with fucking fire. Let's do this Here's now. the thing, though. I mean, obviously, it was a bad choice, but. This is how
1: you know they're stupid. Uh-huh. Because at the beginning of the movie. Freddy? Frank. Frank. Frank, no, okay. Frank, Frank ends up telling Freddie the story of the actual happenings of what return or Night of the Living Dead is about. Right, right. And that the only way that they could stop everything was by putting them in these containers.
0: Yeah. Completely keeping them sealed off from everything. Yeah. So they should have put them into a fucking airtight container and sealed it off from everything.
1: You don't think the government thought to burn these fuckers? or Probably figured out a long time ago that, you know, this spreads it. Let's put them in containers.
0: Yeah, you can't burn them. You can't melt them. You can't what do if, anything like, what with if them. What if you
1: really can't do all that stuff?
0: I'm not because the dead don't die.
1: Yeah, but still, what if like all our, I don't, our I don't thoughts think uh, about <laughs> on zombies Look, are wrong?
0: I have a plan Z. I have a plan Z B and I have a plan Z C. I have three ways to survive no, no, the zombie now, apocalypse. Now you gotta make
1: a D in case all those other things don't fucking work. Right.
0: In case nothing works, we need cyanide pills because it's better to go out that way. What? Well how are you supposed to fucking do this? And they can talk? Go to my on. Send more cops. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. No. No. We're not going to survive. This is the only zombie situation that I've ever seen that we're not going to survive. People can survive World War Z. They can survive all kinds of shit. They can survive The Walking Dead. They can survive fucking Train to Busan. Nobody. Well, yeah, because in
1: tra- Train to Busan, once they don't see you, they're fine. Yeah,
0: but you can survive any sort of zombie apocalypse. You cannot fucking survive Return of the Living Dead because they're fucking smart. You can't burn them. You can't burn them. You can't kill the brain you can't cut them apart you just make more zombies doing all of these things you're fucked you were just fucked
1: so this part right here because they're now burning the bodies and stuff yeah this part you'll see that the smoke is yellow because that's what the producers wanted and stuff like that
0: Mm -hmm. kind of make it look like poison
1: they actually do sulfur
0: oh gross that had to smell like farts just eggs and farts have, have you ever been to the sulfur pits? Yes, it smells like fucking smell, eggs and farts. Still,
1: you know, just that's how they got that effect. And I think that um the producer uh-huh. he ended up saying that he that they had to take a break after that because he got like really gnarly headaches and stuff. Well
0: of course because you're breathing in fucking farty egg smell. Yeah. It's just boiled eggs and fucking gas.
1: So yeah, now they're, we're, we're back in the cemetery because now it's raining because all the fucking clouds have sucked up all of the damn sulfur fumes.
0: And immediately started a thunderstorm. And as it's hitting, like they're screaming as it's hitting them because the, the, it feels like acid rain. It's yeah. like burning their skin. And fucking stupid trash can't find any of her clothes. So she's well, she still grabbed it and it got stuck on
1: the fucking thing. And she's like, fuck this, the birds, I'm running.
0: And... Tina goes inside the medical supply place.
1: I love it though because when they get in the the car, everybody's like roll up the windows. You know that they can't roll up the windows. They're like, why not? I broke them.
0: Yeah, he smashed all this shit, so and then, that
1: leads me to believe that he fucked up his own car.
0: I told you he did it himself. <laughs> And then fucking Trash is just worried about finding a towel. They said, we don't have a towel. She said, well, give me this. And she starts just ripping off parts of fucking Casey's outfit. It's like the shirt she had tied around her waist. Yeah. It's like a really shitty 80s vest. Well, her friends should have gave it to
1: her. Like, that's fucked up. Something
0: tells me that they're not friends.
1: Maybe. Like,
0: they're just hanging out with each other because they know this guy who makes movies and gives them cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much, (laughs) that's why they're hanging out. But you can see, like, smoke on the ground and stuff, and then we start getting the the hints as if we can see the the rain dripping through the ground and into the graves that this is about to spread the virus absolutely yeah, everywhere. Yeah, because it
1: went through the water, the water carrying the virus. You know what we forgot to say, though? What's that? When they started to burn the body and stuff, and uh-huh. they were loading it into the um, furnace and stuff like that. Yeah. It fucking... Um, i can't remember frank Frank, thank you because their names get so i know a part you're talking
0: about that's what i'm thinking where he says that (laughs) he could have ran this thing he's
1: like what a fucking he was like what a big fucking favor i could have done this shit
0: well yeah i mean the thing is fucking it's as simple as running the train at the end of train to busan is two levers to run a train this one there was literally one button you hit the button and then you turn the dial to make it go more fire yeah It, it was not hard that fucking, the crematorium in this thing reminds me of the fucking Sweeney Todd, Mrs. Lovett's meat pies thing where they were making the yeah, pie. Looks yeah. like the same fucking oven.
1: Yeah, so now it goes back to um them, the ashes are now burnt, you know. Yeah,
0: they're all, they're satisfied Ernie's that it's like, all gone. The heart's
1: got because the whole time, you know, he's like, and the heart, and the bones, and making sure everything's going to be burned, because Ernie keeps telling Bert that... You know, certain parts of the body take longer. Yeah, to it's it's harder to bone burn burns.
0: Down. He's like, so I'll turn it up higher to bone burn, the burns.
1: Burn bones.
0: Oh, did I say bone burns?
1: You said it like three times in a row. I'm,
0: okay. I want to make it clear. I am not having sex with Mr. Burns. <laughs> that is not <laughs> what I meant. I'm not Smithers.
1: So, yes, it's harder to burn the bones. And it's really hard to burn the heart because it's a, such a big muscle.
0: So he cranks it up. Nothing's there. And they're like, guys, fine. Let's go clean up and go home. And then uh Frank was like, "Yeah, I just need to take a rest for a bit." And Freddie's like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling good. I feel pretty sick." And now they are incredibly pale. Their eyes are incredibly red and they're incredibly sweaty.
1: Yeah, and Ernie's like, "Look, like, we need to call them a, do- a doctor." Like this we're not we Yeah, can't well fucking
0: this. Frank burns off and he goes outside to puke and he just he's the loudest puker. I hope he doesn't puke like that in real life cuz he's just <laughs> I'm allowed puker. No, no. I'm not even
1: gonna lie. I know I puke loud.
0: You fucking do. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. And so they said, a...
1: "You know what? I think that the noise helps to come out." <laughs>
0: That's not how that works. That's how it works. No, thank God you don't drink that much anymore. Now that we're getting old, Cause fuck you, you, you're getting old. There used to be a lot of tequila vomit. <laughs>
1: Whatever. I don't, if I don't remember, it didn't happen. <laughs> That's my rem- rule.
0: You don't remember because of the tequila. <laughs>
1: So it didn't happen.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so Ernie goes, and he's like, fuck it, let's call the ambulance. He calls an ambulance, tells them where to go, and says, we've got two men that have been poisoned here. No, no, we don't know what kind of poison. All right, thank you. He's like, all right, Bert, they're on the way. So we go back into the car of hooligans, and the goddamn roof on his canopy is leaking. And then it just starts pouring, it like rips open and just pours rain in directly on top
1: fucking pokes it and it makes it
0: worse. Well, yeah, he makes it worse, but then it literally just dumps like a bucket of water right on top of Trash's naked body. And then maybe that's why her face transformed because she got so much of it on her already because of the uh, the rain.
1: Yeah. Because she was exposed would, to it I more mean, because she was naked. if you're going to go that way, then that would mean that why did they fucking attack her? She was already exposed somewhere. Like-
0: that, that's true, yeah. It's because she would have been like the other two and they would have left her alone.
1: Yeah, I think her face just changed that much because you know they wanted to use prosthetics.
0: Yeah, they're like, "Hey guys, we have an extra twelve dollars in our budget. Somebody run down to Party City real quick, grab me the dumbest fucking thing you can find." I don't
1: think Party City was a thing back then.
0: Okay, run down to the fucking nickel store, nickel and dime store, the, heavy heavy. <laughs> the fucking Piggly Wiggly, and grab me something stupid. Let's put it on this lady's He's face. Better Kmart. <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> Montgomery Ward. Oh geez. Know.
0: Why are we throwing it back? <laughs> By the way, this is gonna be a big hit blockbuster. Go, go Kroger's. Kroger's still a thing. Not
1: in everywhere though. There used to be one here there's now Albertsons. How about that?
0: Yeah, there's still where I grew up, there's still Albertsons like all over the place. Albertsons. That's what I said.
1: You said Albertsons. You
0: don't fucking get to judge me and <laughs> the way I talk, Miss, I don't know words. I'm putting it Anyways, on a t shirt.
1: So we're back at the um you a medical supplies.
0: Yeah, and Tina's calling for Freddie.
1: Yeah, she's looking around being nosy. That's what she's fucking
0: doing. Well, because she's trying to find her boyfriend. It
1: don't fucking matter. You don't go walking around a building that you don't work and in. And she
0: stepped on the third step on her way down to the basement that he's told him to watch out for. And you can hear it kind of crack a little bit, but she keeps going. Yeah. And then she sees how in the fuck? She sees the container that they were looking at, but for some reason the container's open again.
1: Yeah, because the thing got out.
0: Yeah, because he was a slime monster or whatever.
1: Yeah, and he fucking re put himself back he, this together. This
0: is the nastiest fucking zombie ever, and I lost my shit when I rewatched this for the first time in so many years. And he goes, Ugh, "Brains!" All <laughs> fucking still. I was like, you know what? goddamn greatest fucking movie ever so
1: okay so this part right here where she falls through the step and stuff like that oh yeah because
0: she tries to run away from the zombie and she falls through So
1: there's a thing about this step okay she didn't know that it was gonna fall
0: right oh and the actress didn't know oh what the fuck
1: that it was gonna give out like that like he had her do the test going down and she heard the creek that's why she looks because she's like what the fuck she didn't know that that was going to happen. That's why when she actually falls through, she doesn't get up right away like in normal movies where they get up and take off.
0: Yeah. Because
1: she actually hurt herself going down.
0: But see, my fun fact for that section was where she landed was exactly where Frank threw up at no, the beginning. he
1: threw up more to the right.
0: No, she landed in his vomit and her clothes were clean.
1: I don't think he actually vomited. I think he like just, just gagged dry away. dry heaving yeah. and
0: shit. Well, maybe. I like to think he threw up and she splatted in it.
1: Nope. That's not what happened. But she did hurt herself, though.
0: Eh, yeah, shit happened. You
1: know what, though? The the fucking zombies in this movie are smart as shit. Not yeah. only can they talk.
0: That's why we're fucked.
1: But they can, you know, manage regular shit.
0: Yeah, because he, he, she closes herself into a fucking locker, and he can't get the damn thing open, because it's got handles on the inside and a lock on the inside. So she locks it, and he wraps chains around this son of a bitch, sticks it onto some hoisty thing, and then rips it open. Yeah. Right as suicide and the gang come running down the damn stairs, and
1: he a bite suicide's fucking head. That well, yeah, shit's like suicide's nasty. Suicide's like,
0: what the fuck's going on in here? And he pulls down this curtain, and it's standing right behind him. He's like, brains, and you can see him like just go through the skull and everything yeah, in it one big bite. Gross. And then. Fucking spider and them, they all start yeah. to scream, and the monster. <laughs> they looked,
1: all run upstairs. Well, because shit.
0: spider fucking took a damn paint can and chucked it at him.
1: Well, yeah, but they all run upstairs and they close the door, and spider's like, Get the fuck over here and help me cl- close his door. Right. He looks so annoyed with everybody. I would have been pissed
0: too. And that fucking zombie looks at him and goes, More brains. <laughs> yes. It's fucking retarded. I love it though. And so now we go back over to the mortuary. These guys are, I mean, they're sick. They're shivering. They're barely able to move. They look like fucking zombies. Like these look like Romero zombies now. And for some reason, their tongues are yellow because they're. Jaundice. Well, yeah, because their liver stopped working. Now I understand why they would have jaundice. But the other guy, there's no excuse. And so the paramedics are doing their thing, right? They're trying to take their blood pressure. They're taking their temperature. They're trying to listen for a heartbeat and a pulse. And they've got no blood pressure. Yeah. And they said, you know what? My equipment's not working. I'm not getting anything over here. He's like, let's switch. And he says, okay. So because they I switch. Don't, I
1: don't know how good that's going to do because. You're my, still using
0: your broken equipment just on a different guy. So they do it again. And they're still getting nothing. He's like, we got no no blood pressure. No heartbeat. They check the thermometer. He's like, it's 71 degrees. They're like, what does that mean? He's like, it's room temperature. He's like, e- everything that our instruments are saying says you're dead, like you're not alive.
1: They're like, what, well, we're dead? They're like, yeah. no, no, we're not saying that, because obviously you're talking.
0: Right, and they're like, no, 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 you're you're talking, you're moving around. Dead people can't do that. And you can notice uh, Bert and Ernie kind of, Bert and Ernie, <laughs> anyway, Bert and Ernie kind of like side-eye each other when they say, well, you know, you couldn't be moving around if you were dead. And I was like, oh, shit, you're fucking oh, zombies. You know what?
1: That just reminded me. I, I remember what I was going to tell you about the date earlier.
0: Okay, what happened?
1: Yeah, so the movie said July 3rd, 1984. This was actually on a Tuesday.
0: And they're going home for the weekend? Exactly. And he says, and I'll see, we'll you see you Sunday, Sunday for the barbecue. That's weird. Did you just like go through a calendar to find out what day no, it was no, so you I could fuck it, up their I, entire timeline? I had time the notes that I didn't read. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wow, just... You just wanted to fuck the continuity of this movie so bad, you went and flipped back to 1985 in the calendar just to fuck with their shit.
1: Yeah, and you know how um, trash is like. You know, I my worst fear is being surrounded. Yeah, it's foreshadowing. If you didn't already know. Yeah, not because, you, the listeners.
0: Well, and we're almost to that part uh, because here we are, and we see the people, uh, the the group of. Delinquents, Yeah. And they have now boarded that door to the basement shut, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they say, oh, my God, you know what? We got to get the hell out of here. They're trying to go to the mortuary building now. Yeah. And I don't fucking know why they thought of that, but they decide they're going to go there. And as they're running, the rain is burning the shit out of them, and they get caught underneath this uh, mausoleum. And they're trying to stay out of the rain, and we finally see zombies coming up and ripping their way out of the ground.
1: Yeah, and then you have that one skeleton. How the fuck does he still have eyeballs?
0: It's just like the one from the cover of the Evil Dead 2 movie, yeah. where it's a complete skull, no flesh, but it still manages to have eyelids and eyeballs.
1: You know what I just realized, too?
0: It's like our logo. Because <laughs> our logo has, it's just a skull with eyeballs. <laughs> you know This
1: side, let's not go. There. <laughs> yeah, let's let's
0: don't talk shit about this anymore. Yeah, so it's a completely one thing legitimate. That thing. I just
1: realized is when the paramedics are looking at them and stuff, and they're like, "My de- my stethoscope doesn't work."
0: Yeah. Did
1: you notice they didn't have them in their ears at all?
0: Yeah, I did notice that, <laughs> and it's not until they try again that they put them in their ears.
1: Yeah, I was like, of course it didn't work because you're not fucking actually using them, you idiots.
0: All right, so then we see, uh, they decide, once they see the zombies coming up out of the ground, they try to run. And Trash is not running. She gets surrounded by a whole bunch of old dead guys, and they start biting her and eating her alive. So that's the foreshadowing we were talking about. Only minutes later, she is now killed in the worst imaginable way possible. For her. That's her worst nightmare. And then we go back to the mortuary again. And the guys are freaking out because he's like, fuck, these guys are dead. Like, what are we going to do? And once again, Nazi guy pulls his damn gun out because he's hearing banging on the front door of the mortuary. He goes and he's trying to be like, all right, who's this? He can see the kids. It's the the punks. And he opens the door, pulls the gun on him. And they're like, holy shit, man. He's like, all right, y'all can come in. You can come in. But don't fucking move or I'll shoot your ass. Right. I was like, how are you going to be the nice guy that lets them in, but at the same time tell them not to move or you're going to shoot them? I'm like, you know what, dude? We'll take our chances with the zombies. Peace out. My bad. (laughs) Didn't mean to disturb you, angry sir, with a gun.
1: So after they get in and stuff like that, then you see the other two that that were with the group. Um, Yeah, Casey and Chuck. Yeah, they're running towards the medical building, and you have all these fucking zombies running out there. Well,
0: they're the smart ones, if you ask me, because they they were going to go to the mortuary with the other ones. When zombies started coming up, they said, fuck you guys, we're leaving the cemetery, and they left. The the smartest place to be when the zombies are coming back from the dead is not the fucking cemetery. You go the other way from the cemetery. And then they get into the medical building because they didn't lock the fucking door when they left last time. And then we go over and we see the paramedics. And the paramedics, one of them, they they hear screaming as soon as they walk out because they don't know what the hell to do. They're going to go get the stretchers to take these guys to the hospital. And then as they're going out, they hear the screaming of people. Just people are screaming everywhere, I guess. The zombies are spreading through this entire rain thing. It's not just in this area. I think
1: they heard the other two screaming and running towards the building.
0: Oh, it could have been Chuck and her. Yeah, Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, yeah. And so the guy with the beard is going to get the stretchers out. And then the other dude that's all clean cut is going to go call this in and tell them they need to send cops over here because there's screaming going on.
1: Yeah, because it's not normal and shit.
0: And then dude in the back who's getting the stretchers gets attacked by a shit ton of fucking zombies. Yeah.
1: And then it cuts back into the uh, mortuary. And that's when they're talking to the punk
0: kids. Yeah, because we got Spider, Scuzz, and Tina in there talking to Bert and Ernie. And they're like, there's dead people. They're coming. Yeah, Bert and Ernie, man. I'm sorry, dear Bert. (laughs) Didn't mean to, Bert.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so they're talking to them about it. And fucking Bert looks like all distraught. Like, God damn it, it's spreading.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, all he's worried about is this fucking business. Like he said earlier, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to answer to these people, Frank. I'm going to be real famous, Frank. I might even lose my business, Frank. And I was like, that's all he cares about. He wants to keep this under wraps so he doesn't lose his fucking business. At this point, dude, it's fucking apocalypse times. Who gives a shit about your fucking business? They're zombies. And
1: then it cuts back over to the other two in the medical center and stuff like that. And and they're
0: they're closing themselves in the office.
1: Yeah. Well, no, they go into the office to go make that phone call and whatever. And then a fucking zombie just jumps to the damn window.
0: Yeah, these zombies are fucking crazy, dude. Like I'm scared of the train to Busan zombies.
1: These ones are worse, I think.
0: Well, yeah, because they're fucking smart. They're like, "Hey, there's a window. I bet I could jump through it, and it's not going to hurt because I'm already fucking dead." Yeah,
1: so that's when they barricade themselves into the main part and close that one out, and then it goes back to the mortuary.
0: You guys know how this goes. They yeah, scary back movies and forth. cut back and forth a lot.
1: <laughs> and um, Ernie ends up leaving to go outside because he's like, "I'm going to get the car. We're going to leave."
0: But the ambulance is there. The doors are all open, but there's no paramedics.
1: Yeah, and oh my god, yeah. So you see, he closes the door because he's like, "What the fuck?" And there's a little zombie, like his arms and his legs. It looks like they were had been bitten off or something, right. prior Too.
0: Yeah, because he looks like he's cut off at of the knees here. Uh, yeah, but it's it like it's a little arms- person in the doing the, yeah, the but acting here. It fucking here.
1: scared me at first. I'm like, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, okay." It threw me off. It just threw me off. I
0: wasn't expecting it, because at first it looks like a zombie just sitting down, eating the brains of one of the paramedics, and then he just kind of rolls and then flips up and starts chasing him, and I was that like, would be I like wasn't a, expecting it. Yeah,
1: that'd be like children's zombie. They would be scarier than Dude, normal zombie Dude, I can't,
0: I can't fuck with kid zombies. Yeah, they- The very first scene in The Walking Dead where he has to shoot that chick in the head, that little girl. No, oh, they just man. remind
1: me of Cage. They're scary as shit. Gage. Gage. Same difference, The know? one that
0: does the laugh in our intro? Yeah. Yeah. Or our music? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> so, he, Ernie sees this. He is scared to shit, which rightfully so. That was a really fast yeah, little zombie. Yeah, that's the first time
1: he's seen a zombie, besides the body that they threw.
0: Yeah, in it. and it was also scooping brains out of a uh, half-emptied skull. You
1: know, I love the guy that plays um, Ernie, because uh-huh. his facial expressions and his movements are like... Um, like the guy from Big Bang Theory, the really smart one.
0: Oh, Sheldon? Yeah, he yeah. reminds me of Sheldon. It's like, like Sheldon when he gets old. when
1: he like jerks his head around and stuff.
0: But yeah. if you notice, when he comes back in though, he starts shutting all the windows. He's got metal shutters on all of his windows.
1: Well, only in the ones for the- The back the office and the area. embalming
0: room. Well, because when he went to his office to try to use the phone, the phone was dead, but he closed a metal shutter. Mm-hmm. And so he's got all that. And then they go to the front because the dead are trying to break in through the front of the mortuary near the chapel and all that stuff. So now they're trying to board this shit up. I don't know where they got all this fucking plywood. And I don't know where they got this many nails and this many. Hey, there's that pipe we were talking about. Yeah, that
1: fucking pipe.
0: Yeah, but I don't know where they got all this fucking wood. Like, it's a mortuary slash home improvement store, like Home Depot went on 50-50 with this thing. Yeah. There's so so much wood.
1: Now now they're showing the part where the zombie's eating one of the paramedics' brains, and he goes to... Well,
0: because the radio goes off in the ambulance, saying, report, report, or whatever.
1: He's like, send more brains. No, he says, send
0: more paramedics. Paramedics, yeah. And that's the first time we realized that the zombies can talk besides just saying brains.
1: Yeah. And then like as he, as he's doing that, you could see another zombie eating another head. And it's just the head by itself. Like, how Ew. the fuck did they cut the head off?
0: Yeah, they pulled really hard. I guess. Uh, zombies. But yeah, and,
1: th- and then it goes back to the inside. Where the fuck did they get all this plywood? That's what I
0: told you. It's like this thing is half mortuary, half Home Depot. And then our oldest tried to say, oh, well, you know, because of the caskets. And we're like, no, that's not casket wood. This is like thin quarter-inch plywood. It's just regular fucking wood. But they did it. They have now covered all the doors and windows completely with plywood. They've done it. And then they go back into the embalming room again where Tina is holding Freddy, and they're all just dying. And he's talking about how stiff his muscles are and how bad his body hurts. And Ernie realizes... This could be rigor mortis.
1: Well, yeah, because earlier in the movie when um Burt gets there and stuff, he starts to tell Bert the signs and symptoms of rigor mortis and how the only way to get it out is to move the muscles and stuff.
0: Right. He says to break it out. Yeah. Eventually it'll go by itself, but you can exercise the muscles and break it out, which I don't think is a thing. I think he's just, breaking, he's just breaking the breaking joints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Why? I mean, they don't really need them anymore. Well,
0: no, they don't. And even if, like the, even if it was broken, they could still move around perfectly fine. Yeah. But yeah, so he started explaining, or Freddie started explaining, it started with a headache. And that's how Ernie said it started. It's starts in the brain, it moves to your internal organs. And then that's when Freddie was like, my gut started lens. hurting real bad. And then now it's getting real hard to move my arms and legs. So he's like, oh, it's rigor mortis. It's like, setting No, he's, in. A,
1: he's like, it sounds like rigor mortis. Yeah,
0: so they sit him up, and they pull his shirt up, and they see on the back. Now yeah, anybody, that's pooling. Yeah, there's a huge bruise-like thing where the blood is pooled because the heart's no longer beating it, so it goes to the lowest point and then just pools in that area. Yeah,
1: and it's pooling towards the spot where he's laying on Tina.
0: And I thought, you know what? For a comedy horror in 1985, they did a lot of crazy forensic work on this thing. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, that is actually medically accurate." You know what, human centipede fucker, this is a medically accurate show. <laughs> all right, this movie is one hundred percent medically accurate. Your show is just people eating ass. Sorry, I'm still I'm still bitter yeah, about I that can movie. Tell. I am bitter about that movie.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Scuzz is the only one that had the great plan of get them the fuck out of this room.
0: Yeah. He's like, we should lock the turning. two of them up. Yeah, well, he said, like, we should tank Frank and Freddie and we should lock them up in the closet in there and we should stay in here.
1: Yeah. And at the same time, you hear another paramedics, and they're like, no, don't go that way.
0: Yeah. They're trying to scream at him. They're yelling, watch out and shit. And then, boom, as soon as they run up to one of the dead Dude, paramedics.
1: What if the zombie tackles the shit out? Dude, it was like a flying <laughs> tackle.
0: Like he's trying to catch a motherfucker on the five yard line. He's about to he, score he and an just NFL
1: boom! Player or something.
0: He fucking hit that guy hard. And now zombies are starting to break through the fucking plywood over the windows. Well, it
1: looks like they didn't hammer them incorrectly.
0: Well, they probably didn't, but still, I mean, they had the wood. They had the nails. I guess we can only expect so much. Yeah,
1: and Scuds tries to like put it back up and shit, and that's when that. The weakest fucking zombie grabs yeah. him. It's just no-
0: a skeleton. It's not even a person. And we there's find no out muscle. in a minute, it's not even a whole person.
1: Yeah, and she gets him and shit.
0: She leans his head far enough out the window and this zombie skeleton lady fucking bites into his skull. He's fucking dead. Yeah,
1: he's fucking dead. And as her
0: body's leaning inside, they use an ax and they chop her dead body in half. And they've got the... the Top half of her body now inside the room with them, and they fucking uh, spider. At least he was smart. He knows he, she can't do anything. He spears her to the fucking ground with whatever the right hell between he your has. Cage. Yeah, and then Ernie goes and he gets a giant ass piece of like iron rod. Yeah, and he spears like a her fucking again.
1: Shit, drags her along the ground.
0: It's, I mean, it was smart. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And they're like, "Why the hell do we need this?" He's like, "We need to study it." And I think that's a great idea because if you have a chance to catch a a less than lethal specimen, you might as well figure out how to fucking kill this thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that also alludes to his Nazism, Mm -hmm. but he's about to do experiments on a live subject to try to figure some shit out. So when I
1: was reading this stuff on it, right, it it did say something about how when he's asking her questions here in a second, how he finds out that... They still feel pain. That's why they want brains. Yeah. It helps. Like, it's like a drug to help numb the pain. And he kind of looks like a little distraught about it.
0: Because even the dead feel pain?
1: No, because they did experiments.
0: Yeah. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's going to make him feel bad because even the dead can feel pain. And I won't for the life of me figure out why they had to give her boobs.
1: Because it's everybody the has them, I don't know how many times they got.
0: Well, I know, but she's like a rotten zombie. Come on, dude, you could have done something with that. I didn't want to see them. That's why usually I'm all for boobs, but I didn't want to see those. Yeah, this green rotten but meat. I
1: fucking love this part though because they give more explanation to why they want brains. Like well, nobody yeah, ever cause... explains why the zombies want brains. They just want fucking brains.
0: If I'm not mistaken. In other zombie films, usually they just want to eat people. They just want flesh. Yeah. Is this, was is it this, or did the Romero films also have them specifically wanting brains?
1: I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Because if not, I mean, then this had to have been where the whole brains thing started.
1: Brains. Well, and yeah, that's what that's they what say what the in the movie, guy, too.
0: Yeah. And I was like, because in most zombie movies, they just eat people. Yeah, but they like I said, I like the, the, the backstory,
1: though, that she gives, like, you know, we they're like, why do you want to eat brains? Because it helps numb the pain because I can feel myself rotting. I can feel the pain.
0: Yeah, that's got to suck. Yeah. Some, it almost makes you feel sorry for the dead people the well, zombies yeah,
1: especially these ones because they can think and talk and feel
0: yeah like when they were brought back to life they weren't just brought back to feed they were brought back as people who happened to be rotting and falling apart and, and dead. their
1: senses are telling them the only way to get this feeling to go away is to eat brains
0: and then we have a pile of dirt in a cemetery
1: well yeah because bert ernie and spider go into the hallway and they're like dude
0: We gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah,
1: well, how the fuck are we gonna get out of here? And then it cuts over to the cemetery.
0: That's where the pile of dirt is, and out of the swamp comes the fully naked, but not fully naked... Trash. Yeah, because she's trash.
1: No, that's her name.
0: Oh, I know. But she also is in this movie. Not the Mm. actress was trash as playing it, but her character is... I mean, that's a trashy chick.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then she comes down to the smoke and shit for that hobo guy.
0: Yeah. It, this looks like a goddamn like 80s rock video or something with all the smoke and the dark alley. You're just waiting for Michael Jackson to come out.
1: And he woke up to tell us. It's no, she's not. Because look at her face.
0: Yeah, I know. She turned into Looking a goddamn like a lost boy spider. vampire.
1: <laughs> like a spider. Oh, my God. Like a damn scary ass monster and shit.
0: It's fucking weird. And then we go we see a police station, right? And they're getting calls in about um
1: people being attacked.
0: Yeah, people are being attacked and they need to send officers over to here. Well
1: she's telling them that they need uh we well, have a ten thirty two from EMS. Request a ten fifty one code three The uh, official police 10 codes defines a 1032 code as a man with a gun and a 1051 code as a record needed and a code three as emergency lights and sirens. The code three reference was the only correct reference in all (laughs) of that fucking part.
0: (laughs) Yeah. there's Well, I mean, technically there is a man with a gun, but nobody's called that in.
1: Well, nobody knows about it.
0: But yeah, so. Apparently she needs to send officers there probably because the EMS hasn't responded. And now, God damn dude, look at fucking Frank and look at Freddie. Those guys, that is a zombie if I've ever seen a fucking zombie. That's like that's a Romero zombie.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean they're completely pale, their eyes are sunken in and completely yeah, and- darked out, their lips are dark.
1: And Spider finally convinces Tina, no, we have to move them, so they're gonna move them. They're moving them into the chapel now.
0: Yeah, they're going to lock them into the chapel. And when they lock them in, they're all thinking, okay, we're going to go. They lay them down on the carpet. Well, the
1: whole time they're fucking yelling in pain because their mortis is still there. Yeah,
0: they're fucking in a lot of pain. And Tina decides she's not going to go.
1: What a dumb broad. She says, no, I'm going to stay here with them. I love you, babe. But if you were turning to a zombie, I would have given you a kiss, said, you know, I fucking love you, but I will see you later.
0: I would have told you, look, leave me, the, leave me the gun, leave one of my hands untied, and just go. Because when I'm a zombie, I won't be able to untie it. You leave me the gun, as soon as you leave, bang, done. I'm take care of myself, I'm not coming back. But she decides she doesn't want to go, because she's a fucking idiot, and mm-hmm. she's never seen a zombie movie. I mean, this is 85. Even though
1: she's seen the fucking, oh no, she hasn't seen the zombie. Oh yeah, she has seen the zombies. Sorry, I'm yeah, trying to think she's if saw, she's seen them or not. Yeah,
0: she's seen a whole fuck ton of zombies, but still... She doesn't want to go. She's going to stay there, and they're like, all right, fine, fuck you, and yeah, they're going to they lo- leave her. they
1: lock her in, and then it cuts to the outside, and cops show up.
0: Yeah, and if these are not the most 80s cops I've ever seen with those huge fucking mustaches and shit- Jealous. Like, no, it should be mandatory that all police officers have mullets and mustaches. I think they should <laughs> well, all- Well, mullets ha-
1: are making a comeback, so you might never know.
0: All of them. If you don't have that mustache, you cannot be a police officer. It's <laughs> a fact. Yeah, so
1: the police officers are walking around because they see the two paramedics, but nobody's out there.
0: Right, and he's, he sees the same dead one that the other guy saw. He's like, hey, man, we got a man down, and fucking brains are leaking out of the top of his head and shit. And then fucking zombies, man. They just come out yeah. from everywhere. They're
1: fucking fast attacked. They're smart. They, they made an ambush plan.
0: And the guys inside, Bert, Ernie, and Spider, they're not even fucking surprised anymore. They're just watching it happen. And then some Confederate soldier zombie who miraculously still has all of his skin reaches in and he grabs he the fucking, fucking radio. His
1: fucking makeup, it looks like they put Elmer's glued and flaked it off a little bit.
0: Right. <laughs> <So laughs> that They did like that. the little toilet paper and glue trick. over no, it just looks like Elmer's
1: glue. Like when you put it on your hand and you pull it off, like face oh, skin. That's so satisfying. That's what it looks like. <laughs>
0: right. They did that and he grabs the police radio and just says, Send more cops. How the fuck does a Confederate soldier even know know. what cops are?
1: How does a wolf, a cop still?
0: Um, because he's wolf cop.
1: Oh my God. It's the same thing. Don't worry about it.
0: No, that's not the same thing. He was already a cop. There weren't cops back in fucking... (laughs) 19-tickety-two? I don't know when the fucking Civil War was. So,
1: they goes back into the embalming room, and burnt Ernie, and Spider are all trying to figure out a way to get out of there. Well, Ernie and, says
0: they should just hide in the fucking ceiling.
1: Yeah, but then he also shows them that acid. Yeah. And he's like, I forgot what kind it was.
0: It was hydrochloric acid, and it should be able to melt through anything. Yeah.
1: That shit did not work. No, later. it
0: didn't, because fucking... Here in a
1: sec. We're going to see it not work.
0: Yeah, because they flick back over, right? And we got Tina in there holding Freddy, and he's now drooling some rabies shit out of his mouth. And then he goes, he looks like he dies there for a second, and then goes, you know what? I finally figured it out. I know how to make the pain stop. And then he yeah. goes, brains! And it's slow motion. She gets up, and she's trying to fight him off with that fucking, uh, what do you think, the, the the little stand where they put the holy water bowl? Yeah. And she's got that fucking stand and she's hitting him with it. And they hear her screaming. So Bert, Ernie, and Spider come into the room. And right before he can bite Bert, fucking Ernie, uh, what's Spider. his face? Spider knocks him down. And Goddamn uh, Ernie throws this entire bottle of acid directly in his face. That's all the acid they had. He used the whole thing in one go right on Freddie's face.
1: Yep. And And like I said, that shit didn't work. It
0: it does not work, no. It just kind of sort of melts his eyes closed. That's it. If anything, it added more tissue because now his face is bigger because of the damn scar tissue over his eyes. That's not how fucking acid works. Nope. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, and this part makes me laugh because they're back in the fucking crematorium and uh, spider starts freaking out and stuff like that. And fucking Ernie slaps the shit out of him. And I'm like, God damn.
0: He slapped him twice, too. He just said, bam, bam. He just fucking knocked the shit out of him. Yeah,
1: because Tina's fucking dumbass made him go back in there.
0: And now they can hear the banging, right? Because Frank and Freddie are trying to get out of the chapel. I don't know why they keep going back in. Close the fucking door of the, the place that you're in, and just stay in that yeah, fucking room. Yeah, and then
1: room. Ernie goes over there trying to fucking hammer the damn door closed. It's got locks on it already. anything yeah. else is is like not gonna help.
0: Yeah, because they're breaking out the panels of the door. They're not breaking the door down. They're tearing out the middle of the fucking to door. The
1: Shining.
0: Really. I don't know. Oh. It
1: reminds me of The Shining. Well, this
0: movie apparently was inspired by every fucking movie ever made. So So I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, remember that time I farted in the car? Let's throw that in here. It's the whole, just anything that's ever happened is in this movie.
1: Yeah. So when they were locking it all up and putting stuff in front of the door, Ernie hurts himself.
0: He fell down and apparently he broke his fucking foot in like the weakest fall of all time. I mean, I get it. He's He's an old. old man, but- he broke his foot. Now he can't fucking do anything.
1: Yeah. And now they go back to showing um, Freddy crashing out of the door and his eyes are like a solid patch of pink shit.
0: Yeah. Now he's just got pink scar tissue. Across. Like I said, there's more face now than there was before the acid. Yeah. And that's not how acid works. Yeah, And so Spider and Tina and Bert are trying to figure out how they're going to get to the car, right? So Tina's going to open the door for him and then slam it closed behind him. Bert and Spider are going to run out there and get one of the ambulances or the car, or no, the cop car, because the cop car is still running.
1: Yeah, because the doors are still open, the keys are in there, and it's still running. Right.
0: So they're going to run out there, drive the car right up to the door. Everybody else is going to jump in, and they're all going to make it away to safety. That yeah. is not what fucking happens because so zombies.
1: Ernie gets up and he's like, you know, giving um, Bert a fucking pep talk and right. shit.
0: And he's like, oh, hey, you remember that favor you owe me? He's like, yeah, you make it back safe. I was like, that's it. That's the favor. Look at what fucking is happening here. Hey, here's my favor. You're going to pay for all the damage to my fucking mortuary, you asshole, with your fucking canisters of zombie shit.
1: Yeah, so they get in the cop car and they drive it towards the fucking door. And I'm like,
0: "Eh." well, they've been completely surrounded by a horde of fucking zombies. And then when they do drive to the door, what fucking good is it going to do? Because it's 12 feet away from where you just were. The yeah, zombies no literally shit. just walked right over there and then surrounded it again. And now Tina's losing her fucking mind. She's like, they left us. They left us, because they have to get the fuck out of there.
1: Well, yeah, because um, what's his name's right outside the fucking door or he's about to be and he's going to be banging on it and she can hear him yelling for her. Yeah. And then it cuts to the, the two guys in the cars and they're driving through the fucking cemetery and the fucking zombies are dodging out of the way of the damn car like they're smart and shit. I mean, obviously, they're smart. They can fucking talk. Yeah,
0: but I mean, come on. How bad is it going to hurt you to get hit by a fucking car?
1: Yeah, so they try to drive down the street, and there's a horde of fucking zombies.
0: Yeah, because they've left the cemetery, right? They blew the gates off of the cemetery, but they can't go anywhere. All the streets. They try two different ways. All the streets are completely covered in zombies. And then they end up smashing into the side of the Unita Medical Supply Building. Yeah,
1: and luckily the two friends that are in the building are not like the assholes on Train of Busan. They open the fucking door for them.
0: Yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, survivor. Because that's how you fucking handle a zombie apocalypse.
1: Yeah, the more the merrier. So Spider's looking outside the window and he's like, "What the fuck? Now you fucked up the car, or whatever." He's like, "No, it's okay. My car's out there too." And then the car explodes, and he's like, not nah, no, fucking more.
0: Yeah. So they're fucked. Now they're trapped inside there, which is nowhere near the mortuary. And blind Freddy is just smashing his way through this thing on his way to try to get to them. And then this and is he, where. I think
1: he finds them really easy, because you have the other zombie that's laying on the table just yelling. Brain, brain.
0: Yeah. And her little spine is wiggling like a fucking dog tail and shit. Yep. Oh, I hate it. My me of
1: the one creature from Poltergeist? Yeah. Two. The, uh.
0: And so Ernie grabs a ladder, right, and he opens that hatch in the ceiling to the attic that he talked about earlier, and he gets him and uh, Tina up into the attic. He closes the lid, and he starts hammering it shut.
1: Yeah, and then it switches over to the uh, room where they do the, crema- um,
0: the, cremations. the
1: cremations and stuff, and you see... Frank, Frank, man, and poor Frank. He takes his ring off and he kisses it, and he doesn't want to be a fucking zombie. Like I said, they're smart as shit. And this part right here where he takes out the ring was actually the actor's um, ideal to take it off and show that sense of compassion and stuff like that.
0: Well, it was a really touching moment, because like I said, you know, if I was turned into a zombie, I'd kill myself, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want anybody to see that. How could and
1: you kill yourself if you're already No, dead?
0: if you're, well, that's true, he's <laughs> fucked. But, so but he's he does spreading the, old, the yeah.
1: fucking virus more. Yeah, he doesn't
0: realize that the smoke from that is going to kill lots more people. But he does. He sticks himself into the, the crematorium cremation machine thingy, shuts the fucking door, and burns himself alive. Yeah,
1: and then it cuts to when you see the helicopter and stuff. And I fucking love this next scene because you see a line of cars coming into dude. This that's got to be crate. like six
0: or seven cop cars yeah, in a and row. You
1: see this one cop waving. Uh,
0: he's like waving a waiting, flashlight. Yeah, he's
1: waving the flashlight. Like, come this way, guys. So it they, was a fucking zombie.
0: Yeah, and they all get out of their cars at the same time, and then out of the bushes from both sides of the roads, boom! The hordes just jumped that's in right smart. on top of them. That's all I'm saying. It's that's why we won't fight. Look, they can trick people. This is
1: why you need a plan C, D, E, F, and G. Yeah,
0: I need a plan Z slash C. We, slash we need another All word. the other letters. Well, I only had an A and B. Now I need a fucking C to get through this nonsense. Yeah.
1: So then it goes back to the medical supply center and um, they're talking with.
0: It's Bert. Bert. Ch- yeah. Bert, Chuck, Spider and Casey.
1: Yeah. And they're like, we can't go downstairs because there's a thing down there. Or no, he wants to go into the office, but there's a zombie in the office. And, they're, and he goes, well, we can go downstairs. There's one in the basement that's not ripped up. Yeah. Well, we can't go down there. There's a freaking slime monster down there. Right,
0: but there's only one. And he goes, and that's when Bert grabs the baseball bat, and he goes, you know what? It's only one, and I'm going to knock his goddamn block off. Yep. And so he's ready to go and be able to fight that one so that they can close themselves down in there because he's finally ready to call the fucking army. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because that was what Freddie had suggested well, at the beginning. Oh, Re- yeah. No, yeah, no, you're Freddy. right. Freddie.
0: He's like, why don't we call that number that's on the side? He's like, no, that's the army. You know what the army will do to this place? That's who they should have called. They would have like saved
1: everybody. They,
0: yeah. The whole thing would have been safe. but no. So now they're finally going to call the uh, fucking army. And now we've got.
1: We're back in the attic with Ernie and Tina. And dude, she fucking pisses me off. Let me just tell you that much.
0: He looks here for a second, like he's about to shoot her in the fucking head.
1: I think he might have because they don't show them again.
0: Yeah, they do. They oh. show him one more time.
1: Oh, but either way, though, because fucking Freddy's looking for her and he can't see shit.
0: But she's screaming so but goddamn she's crying loud. Crying and
1: screaming so fucking much, he now hears her in the fucking attic like a dumbass.
0: Yeah, he's and he climbs up the ladder and he's banging on the thing. He's going to knock those damn uh, nails out.
1: Yeah, and then it cuts back over to... Um,
0: the supply store. Yeah,
1: and they release the slug monster. The sludge
0: zombie. Yeah. And he's the coolest looking fucking zombie, fuck dude. Yeah, yeah. He looks he's so fucking looking. cool.
1: I think he's goofy looking.
0: Yeah, that that's something you put up for fun for the kids in the front yard at Halloween, you know? Yeah.
1: So they finally get down to the basement and they close the door so the zombie can't get to them. And freaking Bert closes the container, like, what the fuck? Why is it still open?
0: The suicide's body is still just laying there, all fucking. Like, there's so much blood on the floor. He turn into
1: a fucking zombie. Did well, they I don't, eat I don't too much know brain? if that's
0: how the. Those, they might have. They might have eaten. But,
1: like, oh, how. Oh, wait, I,
0: but destroying the brain doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, exactly. So why didn't he turn into a zombie? I mean, Maybe they're fucking, not
0: spreading the. Inf- well, yeah, because fucking. Trash turned into one. Exactly. I have no. Exactly. There's no idea. No idea.
1: Because he didn't turn into a zombie, and neither did the other one. Maybe because Trash got the chemicals on her. Maybe. Because that's how Frank and Freddie changed.
0: Yeah, and because she was naked and got so many chemicals on her, it would bring her back. Plus, she was sucked in, or... Killed on the ground of the cemetery in all of that water. Well,
1: she stayed in the water, you know, yeah. Some yeah. more chemicals. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just a chemical thing.
0: But anyway, Bert calls the cops, and the cops are like, Yeah, fuck you, dude. You know what the hell's going on out here? We're not sending any more cops. We're running out of fucking cops. Yeah. And then cops come out of the damn cemetery, and he can hear them all dying. So the big blockade of cops is now all fucking dead. Yeah, and and we can assume fucking probably trash, more zombies. running
1: Running through the fucking barricades and tackling the one on the phone.
0: And so he has to call the army. Well,
1: not before he does that, Like Spider and them are like, what's going on? And they're listening, and they can hear the zombies attacking, and they're like, God damn it.
0: And I feel bad for Bert, because you were going home for the weekend, even though it was apparently Tuesday, and you were about to have yourself a good (laughs) 4th of July, and now you're stuck in this situation with a bunch of dumb fucking kids and zombies. Man, fucking Bert is having a bad time.
1: Yeah, so he makes a phone call to the Army and it, it shows the big, you know.
0: Yeah, well, it patches him into Denver because you got some crazy Army satellite thing that I'm sure they would have probably used in 1985. Yeah. And he calls them in and they go, what's your problem? And he starts telling them. He's like, we're going to dispatch this, this call over here to this yeah, guy. Yeah, because
1: we're back to the garish ass house. Look at the headboard. That
0: is a fucking bad. bad. You know what? The house in Poltergeist was way better than this.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they wake up, uh, the colonel and stuff like that, and he's writing shit down. Well, yeah, because
0: he's asking Bert questions. He's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And how many containers do you have? Uh Uh-huh. And when was it opened? Were they exposed? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, how many? Oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't have any idea what's going on. That's all you're getting is, Uh uh-huh. Uh Yeah, Right. so he knows Uh that
1: shit has gone crazy. Now, mind you, had they called earlier and there was still only one or two zombies to deal with. Yeah,
0: they could have sent some soldiers in there and this all would have been taken care of. They could have stuck those zombies and, of course, poor Freddie and Frank into a container and everything would have been fine. But now there's hundreds, if not thousands of them and there's nothing and really you can do. Spreading like
1: fucking wildfire. And
0: so the colonel says, "Okay, well, I'm going to put you back on with Lieutenant So and So, and he'll continue talking to you." And then this guy goes into his study, and he gets on his little machine that he's yeah, been having in there. Yeah, fucking
1: big ass red room. These fucking decorations are getting I'm me. I'm telling bro.
0: you, why is this room so fucking red? Who lives in this monster of a house? A like
1: Fifty Shades of Grey kind of red. Right. That's the his red, red room. room. Pain. <laughs>
0: The only pain is having to look at it. But anyway, he goes into his crazy 1980s computer that just kind of blips and blops, and it's got green flashing lights everywhere. And he types in, and he tells somebody, we found them. It's here. Here are are the the coordinates. These are our codes. And then it cuts to some dude in a missile launcher kind of a thing. And it reminds me of the one that they used in, um, spies like us with Chevy chase and, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like the, the sort of vehicle that's got a big missile launcher thing on the top of it. And he's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. This many coordinates here. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. And then you see him load a fucking nuke into this damn thing.
1: Yep. And you kind of feel bad. Do you know what the fuck is going to happen? There ain't no other reason to load up a nuke unless you're gonna use
0: it. Right, so we can pretty much just say goodbye to Louisville, Kentucky.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and the surrounding area. I don't know how big the nukes were in 1985. Nowadays, they're pretty fucking huge, like as in kiloton wise, and well, how much think, death and destruction I are I think caused.
1: Just because it's a movie, you know. Yeah, and right when they shoot it, that's when Freddy gets through to the, um, the attic. Yeah, it does
0: like a freeze frame. Like, he busts in, and then it freezes. And then you see all the zombies in the cemetery staring at the sky, and it freezes. Yeah, and fucking
1: Trash's neck is all wrinkly like an old lady and shit.
0: And then it shows probably the worst model town I've ever seen with a tiny little explosion. And then the nuclear thing goes off, and it shows that it's 5.01 in the morning. So it's now been 12 hours since the start of this movie. It's
1: now the 4th of July.
0: And... Everything blows up, and then you see the colonel one more time going, "Yes, sir." Very nearly perfectly on target.
1: Yeah, and you know there was, it kept it within the blocks, so not the whole fucking town got. Yeah, so this up. is like
0: one of the small tactical nukes that doesn't take out a shit ton of stuff, but everything in that area is pretty much fucked.
1: And like I said, it's the Fourth of July, so everybody was already planning to do shit. Now it's probably gotten canceled because they Fireworks. fucking blew up. And yeah. then
0: that's how they'll gaslight you, too. They'll be like, no, the government was setting up a cool fireworks thing, and the display completely exploded, and sorry.
1: Yeah, and this explosion causes rain, which then in turn starts the whole shit all over again.
0: That, or they just reused film.
1: Well, they did, but... Well, I know what they reused I,
0: what... it. What I was saying was that could be it started over again, or it could be, well, we're fucked. And we're we, just, it's the end of the movie and we're just showing you shit we already showed you.
1: No, I think it it did a cycle, like it's a vicious cycle kind of thing.
0: I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. there's a part two. And a three.
1: Yeah. So yeah, and that's the end of the movie, guys. It was fucking hilarious
0: yeah uh, it's goddamn. damn this if we didn't so laugh good. a lot
1: during this episode it's because we're trying to contain ourselves from laughing as much as we laughed during the actual movie
0: yeah yeah um because we're trying didn't, to be professional we not we only
1: didn't think that we wanted but... Joshi, i don't know words words yeah we didn't want y'all to think that we're just gonna have a you know laugh fest by ourselves over here we cause... did laugh
0: quite a bit though yeah um and you know me i already watched this movie like four or five times this week so <laughs> Between this and Train to Busan, it's like, oh, you got me in the feels, little girl. Oh, I'm laughing because of this movie. Back and forth. But I actually watched this again earlier today so, yeah, before we I think recorded. I made
1: a great fucking pick on this movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, wish it was mine still. Don't like that this one's going in the Cindy column, but fuck it. Whatever. I
1: pick great movies. Yeah. Anyway, so now it's time for us to do Dan's favorite part.
0: It's our What, what the, the fuck, fuck Moment of time? the Week. I tried not to, but God damn it, we nailed that. Fist bump across the de- uh, curb desk. I don't want to. You fist bump me across this curb gotta, desk.
1: You get a boop. The fuck is a, I'm not a goddamn
0: you. dog. You don't boop me.
1: I booped your fist bump.
0: Anyway, so what was your what the fuck moment?
1: Ooh, oh, my God. Okay, so my what the fuck moment for this was when they showed trash as the makeup for her zombie version.
0: <laughs> Jesus, yeah.
1: I was like, "What the fuck is that?" That
0: was fucking stupid. It was so stupid. Why? Why did we do that? She looked
1: like a gremlin. <laughs> just the face, though. Just the face.
0: And she was still just naked. Just yeah, naked the entire movie.
1: Well, in all fairness, knowing now that we, we know.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, she's pretty much naked all the time, anyway. So, yeah,
1: Well, she had a crotch piece. Well. Yeah. So that was my what-the-fuck moment. Like, what? The it
0: fuck was stupid. <laughs> I think that was one of the dumbest things ever. Yeah. Like, why did her face turn into a lost boy? I don't know. She I, even you, had the same like haircut said, as fuck Like I said, you camp. keep
1: saying lost boy, and all I keep it seeing is Dorian from the mask when he puts the fucking mask on. Oh,
0: I'm telling you, she looked just like Kiefer Sutherland, but the hair was red instead of blonde.
1: I don't know. So what was your what-the-fuck moment?
0: Mine happened at the beginning. Uh, my what-the-fuck moment was definitely... When they figured out that the half dog was alive <laughs> and the Freddie's just screaming, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Frank goes, we're going to fucking kill it. And he starts beating the shit out of it with that fucking crutch. That
1: poor dog was yelping.
0: bouncing everywhere. And you could tell it was rubber and not at all real, but- I was like, man, dude, try that shit in a movie today, and watch Peter just beat your ass into the fucking dirt.
1: Yeah, but that fucking dog was trying to run <laughs> too on his little. You stick. could see his legs <laughs> yeah.
0: fucking kicking, and it's oh man, it's just ar, ar. <laughs> this shit's too good, man. It just his, his uh, Frank's facial expressions, uh, James Karen, his face.
1: Are great. It's fucking great, but especially
0: when he did that because his eyes just go so wide, his mouth is open, his tongue is hanging out, and he's just like, ah! and He's beating the fuck out of this fucking fake dog. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's so no, good. it was
1: great. I freaking loved it.
0: Well, our last episode was super duper long, and this one we're we're actually keeping pretty precise. Yeah, I so think we're doing this one well. I
1: think our next piece that we have to do is rate this beast.
0: Oh, I was going to say, since we're doing so well, maybe we should just ramble for 75 more minutes and then we'll rate it. No. Okay, 25 minutes. No. Fine, we'll rate it. I guess these people (laughs) have lives and shit to do. It's Father's Day, but whatever.
1: It's the day after Father's Day.
0: Yeah, close enough.
1: So, yeah, what was your rating on this?
0: Man, guys, you got it. We had two fantastic movies this week. You know what? I'm
1: going to rate because you're taking too long. What? Yeah. So I'm going to rate this a 9 out of 10. I really fucking like this movie. It's a great movie. I'm not a zombie fan, like I said before, but this movie, I would fucking gladly watch this shit over and over again.
0: See? That's what I'm saying. Both of our movies were so fucking good. I'm doing it. I'm giving it another 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, no. This one deserves it. This is the only one that you got right.
0: Hey, Train to Busan's a 10 out of 10.
1: It's an 8.
0: We know what you said. If you don't know what we said, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> if you already heard it, listen to it again. We could use the fucking downloads. Tell your friends. I don't know. but Yeah, yeah
1: we're almost to 1,000, guys.
0: We are. But you know what? Th- this week, both of these movies, and it's not because I'm biased, because there are some bad fucking zombie He's movies fucking out biased. there. fucking biased. There are bad fucking zombie movies out there. But this one, I'm telling you, is a 10 out of 10. Train to Busan was a ten out of ten. This entire week has been a ten out of ten. I mean, until I have to sit down and edit these things, because that's like a fucking two out of ten. But it's still, these movies were fucking great. That's the best part.
1: Yeah, no, I enjoyed them. I hope y'all enjoy them. You know, go watch them, enjoy them, share them with people. You know, share this fucking podcast with people. You know, please
0: share this podcast with people you know.
1: You know, we we beg y'all a lot, but like seriously, though, share it.
0: Yeah, like. You can't see it, and I'm not actually doing it, but I am down on my knees begging you. (laughs) Tell people.
1: Calm down, boys men. No, please.
0: Tell people.
1: Yeah, so with that being said, guys, we appreciate and love every moment we get to spend with y'all. So, yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all for joining us, and we hope to see you next week.
0: We do, and until then, keep it creepy.
1: Bye.